93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Hey, interns, can somebody go over and yell to Preston real quick and tell him to come into the main air studio? Uh, this is Casey. <laughs> Boy, and... Hey, Casey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, I got to go over there. Okay. You got to come on over here. Uh, the board in the Preston Steve studio just died on us, and so I had to run. So I had to run into the other studio and uh, get that thing going. Hi, Steve. How are you, buddy? All right. So while you guys try and figure this thingy out, I'll uh, go work on the other board, Preston. We're live on the air, Preston. Uh, well, I realize that I was just uh, speaking into a microphone that didn't work in the other room. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, uh, Steve. I have no idea. It's been years since I've been in the studio. I don't need, no, you're not. I don't hear you at all. What's that? All the mics are on. How about mic four? Hey, Steve. Hey, that one works. works. Come on over to this yeah, one. Let's come over to that one. All, all right. right. Uh, so we're back. It's flashback uh, Thursday. All right. Throwback, Throwback Thursday. Thursday on the President Steve Show as we get back into the old studios that we haven't been into for years and years. Uh, we'll give you the weather forecast, but that's not in here. It's going to be cold today. I do know that. We will be warming up towards the weekend. By the time we get to Saturday and Sunday, we'll be in the upper 50s. Probably uh, the low 60s, so we'll see about that. Now, I really am 100% lost in here. Well, it's, uh, been, a, it's been a while, hasn't it? Well, I will hit this button and see if we can get the traffic music. Yeah. All right, Kathy, any chance we can get a look at traffic in here? Yeah, sure. Okay. No problem. This What's traffic report is brought to you by Tires Plus. They give you options and recommendations so you can choose what works best for you and your car. They keep you in the driver's seat. So this morning, uh, we have volume building already on 95 southbound between Allegheny and Girard. Uh, in New Jersey, an accident just cleared off of Route 130 northbound at Collings Avenue and then 55 northbound. We're slow north of Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Allstate. With an Allstate agent, you can get local. You get a local expert and help finding the best coverage for you. Plus, when you bundle home and auto, you can save. So call your local Allstate agent today. Are you in good hands? And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Normally, I go straight into the uh, the news. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on here. So what had happened behind the scenes, if you don't know. So the, <laughs> the, the intro to the show starts. Yeah. And then at, at that point, about halfway through that intro, I start to turn on the microphones. And when I went to go turn on the microphones... What should happen is the studio monitors mute and you have to put your headphones on. It's the only way to hear. So I hit the buttons. The monitors don't mute. Right. The microphones don't come on. The intro progresses as it normally does. And then it's time for us to start talking. And no microphones are on. Nothing at all. So Casey runs into the main MMR studios where Jackson and and Pierre and everybody else does their show from. And all of a sudden he cracks the mic and we can hear it. And then I I try to turn the mics on in the other room. And those don't work. So we have this little miscommunication thing. So question, Casey. Is it working in the other room now? Okay. What do we need All right. So yes, it is working. But uh, we can't get into that other studio until I trip another sound effect. So you guys can can all go in there right now. Why don't you guys? Go over there real quick. All right, okay. and uh, and well, why don't you go over there, and I'll just trip a sound effect. And- yeah, I will. I'll, I'll wait till they get over there first, okay. and then uh, then we'll we'll get that going. So it's a little little peek behind the curtain as to how things work around here. Because when I step out of here, you're going to have to solo for a little bit, Case, 
and uh, keep our friends entertained here for a moment. I know, but the, the you know the second I hit this little button, it'll go bow, 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 the news, and then so you'll have those five seconds. I don't even okay. know. All I right. don't. But I mean, the second you hit that button, I can pot down the microphones in here, and then okay. you'll have a couple of minutes to or a couple of seconds. To, yeah, seconds, not minutes. Okay. Um, I'll do that now. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Mark, get set and go. 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 Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. I think we're all on the same page. Oh, yeah. Today is Thursday, March 7th, isn't it? Well, good morning, Kathy. Yes, and we start the morning off with very sad news. Alex Trebek, the longtime host of Jeopardy, announced Wednesday that he had been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Normally, the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this and I'm going to keep working, Trebek said in a video message released on Jeopardy's social media accounts. I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Help me keep the faith and we'll win. We'll get it done, he added. Pancreatic cancer is the fourth lead cause of cancer deaths in America, according to the Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, afflicting an estimated 50,000 Americans each year. Depending on how advanced the cancer is, treatment options include surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation. I, excuse me, I saw it pop up on TMZ, and I was like, I started to tear up. I'm like, mother of God. And then his video that he shot, yeah. absolute class, absolute mm. dignity, unbelievable uh, courage and uh, in a way, it felt as if he was letting his fan base know it's okay, like, you know, even though it's like not consoling them. Consoling them, I, I had that whole yeah. impression that he was yeah. reaching out saying, "I don't want you to worry." Right. He throws in a joke, <clears throat> right? You know, and and we'll play the audio in uh, in a little bit, but it's really nice. But it's not okay. It's not it's, okay. It's not, no, so and sad. and listen, I I admire all of that of him, and he's going to try really hard. Like hopefully anybody would. Yes. Um, but it's uh, the stats are not good. The na- like one percent, uh, and but the nature of it is, and it's and we'll hear more about this as well. Yeah. Pancreatic cancer is they can't detect it early. When That's it's detected, it's o- right. already too far along yep. in most of the cases. Yeah, and the stage four uh, indicates that the cancer has spread to other body parts. <sighs> Trebek, who is 78 years old, underwent, underwent surgery to remove blood clots on his brain in December of 2017, but resumed taping new episodes of Jeopardy! the next month. Trebek has served as the face of the game show since it made its debut in daytime syndication in 1984. With nearly 8,000 episodes under his belt, he holds the Guinness uh, World Record for most game show episodes Hosted by the same presenter. I mean, I, I absolutely love that guy. It's, uh, it's just so sad. Monday through Friday, yeah. every night he's in our homes. We all watch Jeopardy, yep. and yep. You, you count on Alex Trebek. Yep. It's so sad, and yep. you know, and the, with Luke Perry earlier, you know, yeah. in the week, and then this. Like, I when I heard this, I was like, no, not, not again, not again, no. SEPTA's Transit Police Union went on strike Wednesday after contract talks broke down. Both sides say they hope the issue will resolve soon. But in the meantime, SEPTA has a strike contingency plan and no service disruptions are expected for customers. Officers are on the picket line. The Fraternal Order of Transit Police Lodge 109 represents around 180 SEPTA officers. The union and SEPTA have been negotiating for months on this contract, but Wednesday afternoon talks broke down and the FOTP called a strike. For SEPTA, this is very frustrating and disappointing, said SEPTA spokesman Andrew Bush. 
there is no need for there to be a strike today. SEPTA wants customers to know that they are safe to ride. There are 49 SEPTA police supervisors who remain on duty working 12-hour shifts to patrol the system. They are also working with Philadelphia and suburban police to help cover patrols and respond to calls. The union says monetary parts of their contract have already been settled, but they are striking because of a work rule. The last time SEPTA transit officers went on strike was in 2012, and the strike lasted about a week. The pilot of a grounded Air Canada flight ordered nearly two dozen pizzas for hungry passengers stuck Uh, on board his plane for eight hours. That's great. Yeah, the flight headed towards Halifax, Nova Scotia, had been diverted to New Brunswick, where passengers were stranded on the snowy tarmac. The unidentified pilot made sure to credit the crew with helping him get the pizzas from Mingler's Restaurant and Pub, and he distributed it to everybody on board. I'm surprised that the, the, the rules allowed him to... Let that on board. Right? I guess that's different. In uh, yeah, I guess I it's know. different because I, I'm sure there would have been some sort of issue here. Yeah, but he ordered 23 pizzas for everybody on board. That's cool. Yes. All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> yeah. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. <laughs> Both the Sixers and the Flyers lost last night. In South Philly, the Washington Capitals raced out to a 5-0 lead. And even though the Flyers mounted a comeback after they pulled goalie Brian Elliott, they fell short and lost by a final of 5-3. Claude Giroux had a goal and an assist. And Scott Lawton and Philippe Myers also scored for the Flyers, who had won 16 of 21 to get within reach of a postseason spot after falling to the NHL's worst record in January. The Flyers remain seven points out of the second wild card in the Eastern Conference. They're off until Saturday when they'll travel back to New York for another game against the Islanders. Meanwhile, in Chicago, the Sixers lost a game they probably should have won. Zach Levine scored 39 points and hit a go-ahead layup in the closing seconds for the Bulls' 108-107 win. Levine scored 13 in the fourth quarter as the Bulls erased a 10-point deficit on their way to the win. The Bulls trailed 107-106 after Jimmy Butler hit two free throws for the Sixers with 4.8 seconds remaining. After a timeout, Levine scored the go-ahead layup with 1.6 seconds remaining. I've seen them lose a couple of games like that this season. It's very disheartening. And another weird thing that had happened was with 5.5 seconds Yes. They uh, inbounded the ball. The buzzer went off before anybody had even touched the ball. Oh, wow. And and both teams went to the locker rooms. And And then they came back out. And then they they all came back back out. That's what that was? I was watching it. I go, I, I go... Do I not know the rules? Like, is the you, clock you, supposed to You put to it start? up on social media. Yeah. In fact, you tweeted a still shot of that. I'm like, what went on? Yeah. It's the, whoever was working the clock was a little quick. I yeah. mean, listen, a half of a second isn't much time. But, but still. But, enough time to sink a basket. But, yeah. Yeah. And both teams had left. Yeah. Like, half of the stadium had left. That's and then crazy. they were like, ah, everybody come back. Come back real quick. You're going to do this all over again. The road trip continues tomorrow night with a game in Houston against the Rockets. And at spring training, Bryce Harper homered off of his teammate, Jared Eikhoff, in, the, in his third plate appearance of a simulated game yesterday afternoon following uh, a walk and a swinging strikeout. The home run came on a curveball, Eikhoff's best pitch, and left the stadium. Harper is expected to make his spring training debut with the rest of the team on Saturday's game against the Blue Jays. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy M. Man, one week from today, we'll be in the air on our way to uh, Florida, speaking of baseball, and uh, getting set for spring training. So uh, hopefully you're going to be down there and you'll have a chance to hang out with us. So uh, we'll get the details up on WMMR.com. But that's one of the things we have planned for the near future. As far as today goes, uh, we have several things that are taking place. 
Uh, we have some, uh, I can mention this case. This is uh, okay to say that? Yeah. All right, we have some new music from the Black Keys we're going to play. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. I actually have an interesting announcement from them coming up in music news as far as a big festival that they are rumored to be playing. So that's coming up today. Uh, we are going to talk to Dr. Mike with this uh, diagnosis and announcement from uh, Alex Trebek. We'll get uh, the doctor's information on pancreatic cancer. Um, because, listen, when it happens to somebody like that, a lot of people are touched by it. Once again, you may have had a personal experience with that, a family member or so on and so forth. But uh, this one kind of really hits to a large number of people. So we're going to we're going to go into that. A yes. Bit, yeah. Mike, just to get his. Uh, the, the the specifics on uh, pancreatic cancer. So we'll talk to him in the entertainment report. Uh, our friend Brittany Taylor from our Totally Office calendar, she's done several of them, uh, is on a show called Very Calavari. Cavalieri. Cavalieri. See, I know it well. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a reality uh, show. Uh, what's it about? Uh, well, it's uh, Kristen Cavalieri, who is from the the uh, the Hills, and she was on these MTV shows, right? Yeah. Uh, so she has a show that uh, she's a designer, has a store in Nashville. The show is doing really well for E, and Brittany is like the second in command of this okay. fashion uh empire that's being built. So Brittany will be joining us uh, around 9 o'clock, so we'll talk about their second season. Uh, they have a new episode coming up on Sunday. So. I watch it all the time. Do you? <laughs> I do. Who's of course favorite? you do. Brittany? Brittany, yeah. yeah. But I, I, the same way I watched uh, Match Made in Heaven when Angela was on it. I don't watch reality shows, but if someone I know is on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, oh, I watched when Angela uh, was on yeah. mm-hmm. We're watching her... Uh, Lead a uh, uh, an alpaca around. <laughs> well, so, very yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk to Brittany later on this morning. Uh, we also have. Don't forget your chance to uh, end up with a mandate with Brent Selleck, former Eagle and uh, resident of the Delaware Valley, and he's uh, he's a great guy. And not only that, it's going to be hosted by Steve and Casey. It's going to be Wednesday, Wednesday, March twentieth at Worldwide Stereo in Ardmore. Click on contest at wmmr.com. Tell us why you'd like to win. It's going to be a fun night, man. Yeah. Hang with Brent. Brent's such a super nice guy. You will enjoy it, and you'll love everything that they have at Worldwide Stereo. It's at the Ardmore location. So these things and more are going on. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We'll get the entertainment report and a stupid question, and uh, I, I hope that more equipment issues don't happen, <laughs> but I'm not banking on that. No, uh, neither am I. One leads to another, but we'll find out. Stay with us. It's, it's the mystery show. We'll be back in just a second on MMR. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping, visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The stupid question this morning could get you a four-pack of tickets to see the Wings are playing the Buffalo Bandits on Friday. Question that I have for you this morning, actually surprising. Who is the only... Eagle Scout 
to ever become a U.S. president. There's only been one. The only Eagle Scout to ever become a U.S. president. That kind of surprising. I thought there would have been a few more as many people have gone through the Boy Scout program. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. Who's the only Eagle Scout to ever become a U.S. president? Uh, I got some good birthdays to run by you today. We'll start with... Uh, by the way, it is uh, March 7th. It is Brian Cranston's birthday today. Super talented Brian Cranston. Yeah. He uh, he was just on, I guess, Broadway in Network. I think, he could, I think he can do it all. Yeah, yeah. he can do it all. Uh, I don't know if he sings or not. But... He can also roller skate, Preston, oh and God. dance. I'm glad you brought that up. You watch Malcolm in the Middle. That episode. It's not a stunt double. Really? He's roller skating. He's doing the dancing and the boogieing, the whole damn deal. That's awesome. The, yeah, yeah, and at the end of the episode, they made it a point to... Like, I, maybe it's like the end credits are rolling. It's just him roller boogieing. And you're like, holy crap. That's freaking, yeah, that's breaking bad. That's, uh-huh. you know, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, he came in here post-Malcolm in the middle, pre-breaking bad. And I forget which movie he was promoting. Uh, but he went from here and spent the day in Philly. And then I saw him that night at the Phillies game. He just took in a ball game. And I, I said, hey, I, I work on the radio show where you were this morning. It was really nice to meet you. He could not have been a nicer guy. Yeah. He was not a superstar at that point. Nope. But he was recognizable. And I remember after that day, uh, I remember him and from that day. And then, you know, the years leading up after Breaking Bad hit, I'm like, oh, my God. That guy who was just kind of like, hey, it's really nice to meet you, yeah. turned into the TV star. But even in, like, in Breaking Bad, the more the metamorphosis he goes through yeah. is, is it's an amazing thing. He yeah. is also, I thought he was great, Preston, in the miniseries From the Earth to the Moon. Yes. He's really good. I don't good. remember what I don't uh, forget, I don't remember episode exactly. he was in. but He was in a couple, but yeah. I don't remember which astronaut specifically he was playing, but he was great. Nice. Brian Cranston, 63 today. Laura Prepon from uh, That 70s Show. Yeah. Uh, she's 39. And uh, Orange is the New Black. Correct. And who is she married to? Danny is it Masterson? Be- is uh, it- or is it Ben no. Foster? Ben, or it's not Danny Masterson. No. no. Maybe it is Ben Foster. Because they were both on That 70s Show. It's Ben yeah. Foster. Ben is Foster. Is she a Scientologist? She, no. I'm, well, I don't know because Danny Masterson. And that's why I was thinking. And he and him. his brother are both Scientologists. I want to say she. He was involved with the church. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Let's just make it up. Yeah, yeah. she's in fact, yeah, she she's, is, a, yeah. she's a level eight fader. Absolutely. Does she have that tooth? Uh, she's got the uh, horseshoe crab eating tooth that okay. extends when she right. starts to eat. Laura is uh, 39. As all Scientologists. She have. says she does not like wearing 70s clothes at all. Oh, there we go. We know well, then she can't be a Scientologist. Fun That's fun. all they wear <laughs> bell bottoms. Jenna Fisher, Pam in the office, is uh, 45 today. I she's, love her, man. Yeah, she's awesome. And my, my daughter has recently uh, became obsessed with the office and basically binged the whole series in just a matter of a couple of weeks, and I ended up watching it. I, I God, I love that show. And I think I it's, loved it more the second time around. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that's one, as with a, a, a select few other shows, where you can watch seven of them, eight of them in a row, not yep. a problem. Uh, so she turns 45 today. Uh, Rachel Wise, the actress, she's yes. been uh, really, uh, she, she popped up in uh, Oscar season uh, with uh, The Favorite. Uh, or with award season in general, uh, married to Daniel Craig. Married to Daniel Craig. You know what movie she's in that I really love, though they they take a few liberties with the source material. Uh, Constantine. Mm. If you see, she's in that that uh, movie Constantine, and mm-hmm. she's gone on to do a whole bunch of genre stuff like The Mummy. Yeah, that's correct. It's kind of where she yeah. popped up first. Uh, she was in About a Boy, uh, Oscar winner for The Constant Gardener. Uh, she What's with the gardening? Forty nine today. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard, another great actor. Uh, and his his role in Black Mass, 
Uh, he was just a, such a sorry. <laughs> he plays. He plays he, a sorry. He bastard plays a sniveling, mm-hmm. like Green Lantern. Even yeah. he was a sniveling bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's forty-eight today. Wanda Sykes, local uh, celeb, is uh, fifty-five. We shared a flight with her, Preston. She brought a little dog in a bag with her. She <laughs> did. A little I, doggy listen, bag. I almost want to pretend like she doesn't exist until she <sighs> comes on the show. She had two shows that she had done at a comedy club here in the city last week. Yeah. I tried to get her on. She refuses. refuses. I, I don't know if she refuses or she's just shy to stuff like well, this we, or whatever. Do you have a contact for her? We have, and I tried other, uh, you know. I, in fact, I, I... She lives in media. Yep. She lives in media. She was doing two shows here. I was trying, and I really like her, but it's almost like... I hate to say, but she's the female Terrence Howard. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I just, you know, until she acknowledges our existence, I almost want to like not acknowledge her. Okay, because we do like her. Go past this part. Right. Don't, don't ever play this again. <laughs> I can uh, rewind it if you want. Brett, thank you. If you would, uh, we'll we'll take that take that back. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis, an author. He wrote Less Than Zero, American Psycho, and The Rules of Attraction, to name a few. He's an interesting writer. He's uh, fifty-five today. Yeah, he takes uh, interesting. Uh, Angles and liberties. Like American Psycho, which is pretty wild. Well, also rules of attraction. At one point, the main guy in that, uh, well, I'll say movie, but book, um, is on the phone. With Wanda Sykes. (laughs) With Wanda Sykes saying, (laughs) it's it's Preston and Steve show. Come on, They're they're in Philadelphia. No, um, no, his, his name is Bateman or whatever. Yeah. And so his brother in rules of attraction is the guy from American Psycho. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. It's going to be Fun Fact Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Fun fact. Our equipment doesn't work. All right. Uh, Daniel J. Trevante. Uh, Hill Street Blues, Captain Frank Farillo, of course. Steely-eyed. Yep. Uh, did you watch the show? I, I did. It was, uh, at the time, I was a kid, so yeah. it, it kind of, a lot of it went over my head, but uh, yeah, it was My great. second wife and I would watch that often. Your second wife? Is your... <laughs> no. <laughs> You're um, much older than me. I'm just very much older than you. <laughs> no, I loved it, Preston. That was, you, you talk about when you... Um, you know, cannot miss, well, can't miss TV. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah, so he's uh, 79 today. Uh, Willard Scott from the Today Show is 85 years young. And who is he? He was the first Ronald McDonald. That is correct, yeah. And he what? was nice to me in the airport in Paris, whereas uh, Howard Hesman was a dick. Total jerk. son of a bitch. Yeah. Did you meet them both at the same yeah. In the same encounter? Yeah, they were both in uh, Paris because it was the bicentennial for, for France at the time, so there were a lot of American celebs that went over there. And, Quick uh, observation, Nick. Uh, while you never watch uh, Head of the Class, you always use the weather. That's true. Yeah. To this day, Steve. Yeah. But uh, Willard Scott took the time to take pictures with everybody. He had a, a cigar in his hand. I have a photo somewhere of me and Willard Scott. I, man, I he think had, I, and it was, it, was, it, it was, I think it was in Taiwan, he had one of the most successful Whorehouses. No kidding. That's cool. I didn't bring that up. No, you remember his thing, his rap on the Today Show would always be, and uh, and Gladys, you know, Borfman is 107 today. That'd yeah. Be, he did the senior. She, be, she did the, he was the guy who started the years young, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I said he's 85 years young today. I think I found that photo recently because I, I, I moved last year. And uh, so I'll have to find it and, and bring it in and show you guys. Uh, happy birthday, Willard Scott. Two more on here. Michael Eisner, former D- Disney CEO and chairman. Uh, is 77. Uh, and then the last birthday is uh, Football Hall of Famer Franco Harris. Wow. Uh, turned 69 years old. So happy birthday to everybody who happens to be celebrating one today. Let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Who's the only 
uh, Eagle Scout to ever become a U.S. president. 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to Adam. See if he knows the answer. Hey, Adam, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Yes, sir. Adam, who is the only U.S. president that was an Eagle Scout? That would be Gerald Ford. You are correct. How about that? Yeah, you would think, Preston, that that would be... um, a common thing, yeah, yeah, group, yeah, yeah. That that they might have that in common that uh, that they were, you know, born leaders or went through the program, but not the case. It was uh, Gerald Ford. So uh, congratulations to you, Adam. We are going to set you up the four pack of tickets to see the Philadelphia Wings face off against the Buffalo Bandits on Friday, Wells Fargo Center during Fortnite Friday. Powered by M Third Street Games, and you can get tickets at wingslax.com. I'm sorry, but just look at this picture of a young Gerald Ford. Oh my God, <laughs> he had bad posture then. What the hell's going on in this uh, picture? I don't like this. Yeah, my okay. bandana is too big. Interesting. All right, well, we're going to leave with this. Kathy led with it in the news, but uh, it's definitely unfortunate. Uh, Alex Trebek has been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Do we have the audio yes. of him? That's what I'd like to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marissa got here. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. This is him with a uh, a video that he made uh, for uh, the announcement of this. I have some news to share with all of you. Just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now, normally, the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this, and I'm going to keep working, and with the love and support of my family and friends, and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. It was great that he threw that in there, you know, just to kind of lighten it up a little bit. And again, we were saying earlier to me, my wife started crying when I, you know, I I played her the video and and I was tearing up. But that clearly is a... um, a way to sort of pat his fan base on the back and say, I think so too. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. 78, like he's 78 years old. He's still doing, he's great. in phenomenal shape. He's doing great. Steve, uh, you mentioned earlier about how difficult pancreatic cancer can be. My, my former mother-in-law died of it. And from the time of her diagnosis to the time that she passed was a month. Yeah. And it's just, um, and, and you just don't detect it. It's not something that you look for a yep. lot. And so it's, it's just awful. So, uh, you know, I, I, we're going to talk to Dr. Uh, Mike about it as well, but I was, I, I, and I, you know, I jumped on and started doing, I, I did more research for, for pancreatic cancer than I did for my own when I had prostate cancer, you know, because it's just, you know, I, I knew ahead of time that there was a lot of information and it was, you know, was, I knew a lot of people that had uh, prostate cancer, but pancreatic cancer remains this elusive thing because of the, the fact that there are no, again, as you said, Nick, when people discover it, it's most often too late. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll get some of those specifics in a little bit. Uh, like you said, Dr. Mike coming up, but um uh, the <clears throat> Mike Hopkins, the chairman of Jeopardy! Producer Sony Pictures TV, said, if anybody can beat this, it's uh, it's Alex. He has our full support as he tackles this challenge head on. Uh, he's been the host of Jeopardy! since its current iteration debuted in 1984. Previous versions of the game show aired on NBC and in syndication from 1960 to the 70s. Uh, and he's won five daytime Emmys for Outstanding Game Show Host and received a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2011. After they extended his contract, along with those of Wheel of Fortune, uh, you know, Pat Sajak and Vanna White through 2022, CBS Television distributed in distribution in early November renewed both shows uh, through the 2022-23 season. Uh, Jeopardy! in its 35th season, by the way, uh, it averages more than 10 million daily viewers. Mm. 
10 million daily viewers. And I'm one of them. And we're all, I, I know we all watch it. I, uh, it is part of my daily routine. Yeah. I record it. You know, I, I, I DVR it all the time in case I miss it. I think that they've, uh, they've moved up the taping. So they're a little more recent than they used to be, but, um, he didn't address this at all. And last no, episode, so okay. they finished up the million dollar, right. uh, uh, you know, challenge. And then they started, uh, you know, a new, okay. but did not address it. So we'll see. I, I, I wonder if they will roll with it on the actual show yeah. because the video that was recorded was recorded on the set of Jeopardy. Yep. Um, moving on, new insight is being shared in Luke Perry's family's decision to pull his life support. Uh, the 52-year-old that suffered the massive stroke on the 27th after being rushed to Burbank, California Hospital, his condition deteriorated, of course. Doctors immediately put him under sedation uh, to try and help his brain heal. A source close to the family said that uh, loved ones hoped that he would emerge from the induced coma, but of course he never regained consciousness. Uh, a source said Luke's loved ones were hoping that they'd pull him out of it after 48 hours or so, but uh, he never recovered, and it was devastating. On Monday, uh, family members, including his fiance, had decided to take him off of life support. Uh, his son has broken silence, Jack said on Wednesday, uh, sharing a photo from his wrestling matches as his father watches. I've always learned so much from you, and my heart is broken and thinking about everything that you won't be here for. I'll miss you every day that I walk this earth. By the way, the CW aired its first episode of Riverdale since he died and dedicated it and the rest of the episodes until the show ends, uh, to his memory, of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sucker punches right and left with uh, with the with Luke Perry and with Alex yeah. Trebek. It's just too much. Yeah, you want something lighter? Yes, please. How about this? After Kate Beckinsale's ex, Matt Reif, told Pete Davidson to run yeah. when asked for relationship advice, many wondered what was going on behind the scenes. But Davidson's pal, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Tells TMZ, and I quote, he's all in. It took me like 15 seconds. She's rad. She's rad. He's right. She's rad. There you go. She's rad. (laughs) That's the official word on it. You know, Machine Gun Kelly. They hang out all the time. You know, Machine Gun Kelly and Pete Davidson. Uh, In fact, he was, uh, Pete Davidson was, uh, modded his look to look like Machine Gun Kelly. This is common knowledge. Oh, yes, of course it is. He modeled his look to to appear like Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Prince Harry was speaking in front of a group of young people about social change on Wednesday, uh, but he kicked things up a notch when he brought his pregnant wife, Meghan Markle, on stage. They liked that. The thousands of students and teachers there to celebrate hope and change went wild when the Duchess took the stage. Wow! Yep. During his speech, he told the 12,000 gathered to hear him, Every day you are inundated with an overexposure of advertising and mainstream media, social media, and endless comparisons distorting the truth and trying to manipulate the power of positive thinking. But you don't let them sway you. But enough of that. Take a look at what I've been tapping. Look at this. So uh, they liked that. <sighs> this is the only Kardashian moment that I will I will utter <laughs> anything. Uh, Chloe's ex Tristan has been spotted out in New York City with the same mystery woman he was seen with last week. Well, now that they've broken up, he can finally see other people. Pressed. <laughs> this comes after he and Chloe broke it off. After he allegedly cheated on her with uh, Jordan Woods. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, well, it took him a long time. He, re- he was really so broken up about the relationship that he, uh, you know, he could hardly go back to the people he was seeing during the relationship. That's all I had to say about that. That's very quiet. Yeah. Do that again. Okay. We can't do that. That's all I had to say about that. Thank you. 
Gwyneth Paltrow sees herself as a business person, not a Hollywood star. I don't care. The Goop founder sat down with the New York Times and discussed how she's found her calling as a lifestyle entrepreneur and why she thinks psychedelic drugs are the future of medicine. <laughs> really? Yes. She's, she's put her foot in a few times with uh, medical claims about goop products. She probably needs to stay away from this. Well, I don't, it's not a goop product, but... She's uh, not going to sell LSD? She's not going to sell, she's not going to sell acid. Uh, on her career, she said, I was masquerading as an actor. Mm. Uh, adding that what her... a tragic story. Her mother, Blythe Danner, told her not to follow her in her footsteps. She always said, oh, please, don't be an actress. This was, uh, uh, she was pleading with me to leverage my intellectual self more than my artistic self. And I think she was just trying to protect me from a lot of rejection. <laughs> it can be a heartbreaking career. My mother told me to put the toilet seat down. <clears throat> but uh, she ended up enjoying epic success. Of course, she won an Oscar in 1998. But she likes being a lifestyle, what, what did she describe herself as? A lifestyle... Entrepreneur? How, how was it? Um, lifestyle entrepreneur. Yeah. Lifestyle entrepreneur. She didn't call herself that. This, this oh, okay. report calls herself that. So on being dismissed, she says that while people still tend to dismiss strong female leaders, she says uh, being a fully engaged CEO in charge of Goop, especially after the death of her powerful pr- uh, producer father, Bruce Paltrow, in 2002, uh, has helped her denounce those who dismiss her. Still, she... Credits her father's example for the way she leads. She said, my dad was a benevolent, tough Jewish boss. He was very loved by of uh, for the most part, and he gave me a template for how one leads, consciously or unconsciously. He put some goop in mommy, and I came out. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Now, on, on drugs. Uh, Love them. The 46-year-old who has been notably ahead of the curve on the whole gluten-free, conscious uncoupling thing. Yes. Uh, though uh, has also launched a few bloopers like the hormone-regulating, improving vaginal egg. <laughs> While at, when asked what she thought of the future of medicine would be, had this to say. She said, I think how psychedelics affect health and mental health and addiction will come more into the mainstream. And I mean, there's undeniably some link between... I'm sorry, some link between being in that state and being connected to some other universal cosmic something. Mm-hmm. Undeniably. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. She's talking Enough. About, talking about doing acid. She's talking about eating shrooms. Dropping, <laughs> yes, eating shrooms. That's what she does. Uh, disgraced celebrity chef Mario Batali has given up financial stakes in all of his restaurants. It was announced yesterday. So what does what does he, as Mario Batali now, own? Or where is yeah. his... I mean, other than... I don't know. Is he just simply going to go back to being a, a chef? Uh, this is more than a year after several women accused him of sexual misconduct. Batali apologized at the time and... Sorry stepped, about that. ...stepped away from day-to-day involvement in his restaurants related businesses. His stake was bought out by his former partner, uh, Joe Bastanici... Uh, or Bastianich, whatever Bastianich, and other partners. No criminal charges were ever brought against him after New York City police closed several cases because of lack of evidence. But he got out anyway because the damage has been done. Yeah, so I'm sure he got a, a, a pretty hefty payday. Those two stories were kind of linked because uh, Gwyneth and Mario <laughs> used to be really great friends, and she's sort of disowned him, as as have other celebrities, because yeah. you got to distance yourself from a guy like this. What you don't know, Nick, is that uh, she did send him a couple of vaginal eggs. Oh, oh well. Yeah. I mean, he's got to. And he made them into, into a, a lovely souffle. Little, exactly. Mm-hmm. Vaginal souffle. Uh, Disney's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yes. Starring Angelina Jolie has been pushed from its Memorial Day release date in 2020 to October 18th of this year. I love Maleficent. I did I too. I love the movie. It's I really, really do. Good movie. And I love her performance. Yeah. I love things. Uh, the sequel 
We'll be up against uh, MGM's animated The Addams Family. What? And an untitled Bloomhouse film. Wow, an animated Addams Family movie. If they do that right, if they do it dark, yes. that could be really good. It could be very good. And uh. if they do it, you know, basically in um, Despicable Me, um, Gru is a larger version of the way Gomez. A little bit, yeah. You know what? They never actually, I don't think they actually had names in the original Addams Family comics. I think they were just simply written, d- depicted. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Nick, I think the, the names came much later. Oh, I don't know. Like, Gomez wasn't Gomez. He was just simply the, the father of the Adams family. Huh. Okay. Uh, and I, But I know that I know that it was, you know, while it was a great TV show yes. and very, very funny, I, I, the, the, the stories were a little bit darker, weren't they? They were. They were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Uh, Yoakum Running is directing the sequel. The, they uh, got Yoakum. The Maleficent uh, sequel uh, to the $758.5 million global grossing 2014 hit. So he's... Uh, yeah, in the comics, Steve, you're right. They weren't... Uh, they didn't have names uh, initially, and then they became Lurch, Thing, Cousin Ant. Fester. So, yeah. Okay, so we're looking at what... Is this... Is oh, Well, this might be sort of their renderings yeah. for the movie. Yeah, we're looking at uh, the animation, and uh, that looks cool. I loved yeah. the Addams Family <laughs> TV series. It's a great I show. loved it. Yeah. Uh, so the two-part documentary, Leaving Neverland, which we touched on a couple of times, drew HBO's third biggest audience for a documentary in a decade. Uh, the Dan Reed... Doesn't anyone have Netflix? ...helmed film features uh, Wade Robson and James Safechuck detailing the alleged sexual misconduct at the hands of Michael Jackson. His estate denies the allegations. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, part one of Leaving Neverland averaged 1.2 months... 1.29 million viewers for its first airing on Sunday night. Uh, that comes in behind Going Clear, Scientology, and the Prison of Belief. Okay. And uh, Bright Lights starring Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. It's really like a whole compendium of, um, they, they show a lot of the footage of the time when they were going. You see a lot of Neverland footage that you've never seen before. They show the, uh, I've had no plastic surgery. <laughs> I've had no, 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 no plastic surgery. And uh, the due to feces, all of that stuff is all contained in that four hours. So yeah. you, you, you're not only is it a history of this sexual abuse, which is horrific, mm-hmm. but it is sort of a um, history of Michael himself at the time, at the height of his fame. Right. And by the way, I, I rewatched that uh, Going Clear. I've watched it like five or six times. Likewise. It's still awesome. Still get you. It's crazy. It blows your mind. It's crazy. Are, are, are you up to date on uh, the Leah Remini series? No, I got to get back into it. Yeah. I got to get back into it's it. Good. We, we watched the first two seasons, every, like appointment television. Christine, it's appointment television. I've uh, fizzled on this recent season. I got to get back to it. I only have one more story. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of entertainment stuff today. Uh, Naomi Scott is set to play Princess Jasmine. In the 2019 live-action remake of Aladdin, uh, she recently opened up to British Vogue about how she wants to modernize her image and craft a stronger female figure uh, she wants young girls to look up to. She tells Vogue that her vision for the role was a deal-breaker. She said, I saw her as a young woman, not a teenager, with a mature strength that can uh, cut you down. So I said to them, uh, just to let you know, I want to play her strong and if that's not what you're looking for, that's okay, but it's not for me. Okay. And she'll be starring, starring alongside Will Smith, <laughs> uh, of course, who plays Eugene. No, they they hired her. Okay. And, that's no problem. It's your first movie. Goodbye. Uh, Mena Masood, who plays uh, Aladdin. By the way, I um, 
I watched uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet over the weekend. Yes. You liked it, you said. Uh, it was cute. It yeah. was great. But they have, you know, it's because bringing up Jasmine here, they have the uh, the Disney princesses in an important part of the movie. It's great. It's is it? Great. Okay, cool. uh, it, yeah. it is great. They they really have some fun with all the princesses. <laughs> I wonder how this movie's going to do, this Aladdin movie, because I... I, I... Really have no interest in it, but um, I, I wasn't that interested in the live ad, uh, adaptation, live action adaptations of some of the other Disney mm-hmm. classics. Um, it just looks a little odd to me, so I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah, the, the Will Smith genie thing uh, yeah. threw me for a loop, threw a lot of people for a loop. I got to tell you though, the Beauty and the Beast live action, yeah, I freaking love it. Oh, they're, they're banking on that stuff, or they're not banking on it, but they're they're really going after well, that with Disney because you've got not only Aladdin, but you've got Dumbo coming yeah. out and also The Lion King. Which right, looks great. Live action. So, yeah, so they're taking it to another level. Uh, <laughs> but but I wonder if way down the road, if the, if some of these current films, uh, these current franchises that have popped up, like Frozen or maybe Tangled, that down the road they'll try to do a live action, live action. adaptation of that as well. They have right. live action on Broadway, Frozen. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so Scott also says that her role, this is uh, Naomi Scott, in the upcoming Charlie's Angels will be similarly modernized. Uh, she said it's about women at work. You don't see much about their personal lives or who they're dating. It's about the the agency going global, getting into intelligence and tech whistleblowing. Uh, she None said the, yeah. uh, you don't see bikini shots of their bums. Uh, so she stars in Charlie's Angels alongside Kristen Stewart and Ella Belinska. So I'm not sure when that's coming out, but um, I did like the the, the TV. Or, they were uh, fun. The movies. They were fun. They were fun. So, so they're going to take another shot at it. All right, we're already getting into that's clips. It. Gloria Bell follows a free spirited divorcee in her spending her nights dancing. What? What the hell does that mean? In her spending her nights dancing through the LA club scene, <laughs> Nana Puya see- seeking out love, Nana Puya. In this clip. Brad Garrett, who plays her ex-husband, talks about working with director Sebastian Lelio. What? <laughs> These are just words <laughs> just, that I'm reading. It was a tough entertainment news day. Give the man a break. Here we go. I'll never forget the first day he looked at me and he went, just do what I tell you. And it was a wonderful collaboration. He's very kind, very nice, and he lets you discover things. And he's open to improv, and he likes to let people, uh, you know, bring their own uh, idea through the characters. I don't, I don't want, I don't <laughs> think I want to see it. So Julianne Moore's in this movie. I see. I totally got thrown off because I thought you were talking about a person named Gloria Bell, uh, but that's the name of the movie. Did he not yeah, explain it clear enough to you? <laughs> Follows a free-spirited divorcee in her spending her nights dancing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got it completely. It has a lot to do with dancing. This movie, I've seen a uh, uh, the yeah, I know. I figured that would perk you up <laughs> there for a moment, Kathy. Uh, but I've, I've seen the trailer for it. There, but but dance is a big part of in her spending in her nights. Whatever this movie is, in her spending her nights dancing <laughs> through the L.A. Club. Yeah, Rita Wilson in it, Steve. <laughs> Rita Wilson is a lovely, girl. <laughs> lovely. Well, she mentioned something. It's just a joy. Joy and I went over the other night. Yeah. We had some shish kebab, which was oh. delicious. <laughs> Uh, but uh, as is always my case, I grabbed the shish kebab, but it was just off the barbecue, and I burned my hand. Oh, no. But oh, no. Uh, no, let me gotta, tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you what a trooper Rita is. She right, had some please. Bactine in the medicine Oh, my God. Wow. Came into the room, sprayed it on my hand, Who cooled the bite off, anymore? and we continued with great conversation and laughter. That's laughed. great. Yeah. Shish kebab. Shish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. One last clip. <laughs> 
In, uh, wonderful, wonderful woman. In AP Bio, a former philosophy professor takes on a job teaching high school and uses his students to get revenge on people in his personal life. In this clip, Glenn Howerton talks about how he couldn't say no to this role. I wasn't going to do it at all, anything. Um, but yeah, this is one of those things where uh, this script hit my desk and uh, it was just so funny. Um, at, right from the beginning, I felt like he'd written it for me and he absolutely did not. Yeah! Uh, so AP Bio returns for season two tonight. That is on NBC, by the way. So really, for all intents and purposes, he is playing virtually the same character he plays on It's Always Sunny. Yeah, Dennis. Uh, j- just with a better job. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. As was the case with the Mick, she was playing basically D, yeah. but a little bit more uh, maternal D. Yeah. But yeah. these characters work, so go for it. And Glenn's a great guy. He is. Oh, man, is he a great guy. Um, okay, so you know we're done with the clips. We're done with the entertainment report, but uh, we definitely want to get in one more quick segment with our friend Dr. Mike from uh, Penn Medicine and Fox 29 about... Uh, Alex Trebek and his announcement, and, uh, you know, we were all shocked by that. And Absolutely. When, and when you hear pancreatic cancer, oh, man, it's a gut punch. Yeah. Uh, every single time, because you just, you know, the mortality rate is, is very, very low. Uh, uh, Alex himself acknowledges it. Yeah. Dr. Mike, good morning, sir. Hello there, Preston. Hello, Steve. Boy, we're having a busy week with uh, celebrities. Yeah. Yes. It's it's very sad, and we've said, well we, well, we have to give Dr. Mike another call because this this really is, is a sucker punch on top of Luke Perry's uh, massive stroke, and you gave us a whole bunch of information about this. But, uh, you know, I think everyone is looking at this, uh, Dr. Mike, and saying... Uh, this is not good in any way because pancreatic cancer just by its very nature is 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 uh, when it's diagnosed, it's always diagnosed when it's usually very advanced, correct? Most of the time. The problem, and by the way, you know, I deal with all kinds of diseases and I dance with the Grim Reaper every day. Yeah. I hate pancreatic cancer. I hate it. I hate it. And the reason I hate it is that I don't have any really good tools to diagnose it early. And that is one of the ways you can prevent spread. So in this case, he was he said he had stage four pancreatic cancer, which means that it has spread. It's advanced. And and Kathy mentioned in her news report that he had had some blood clots in his brain. You know, the question is, when you have cancer, Sometimes your blood gets a little thicker and can cause clots. It's called Trousseau syndrome. And so that can cause strokes, but it can also cause blood clots in the brain like he had. So he probably had this for a while and was diagnosed later on, like usually with either what we call painless jaundice. That's where you walk in. You say, geez, my eyes are yellow. And I've seen that in my own practice a bunch of times. Uh, Or some gnawing pain in your your stomach. That is another sign of it. But it can be very subtle. And that's what makes it so dangerous. So something that is so, that is obviously um, uh, so lethal, uh, really comes in very, very quietly and and presents in, in a sort of benign fashion. Right. And, 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 and that's the kicker. Now, there are researchers looking at this. How can how, primary care providers like me, how can we diagnose it early? They're looking at it. There's some blood tests. They're not ready for prime time yet. There's no screening test for pancreatic cancer. But I want to say this. One, there are newer treatments coming out. And what we used to think was a death sentence for in, in months 
We are now talking years. And so it's very possible with good treatment and good care that he may have, you know, years to go. Mm-hmm. And, I, I was so, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I, I have a question about the, uh, you know, because we hear often when there's a, a cancer diagnosis about the stages uh, and you had mentioned stage four, it's already spread uh, in, in a Cliff's Notes version. Do you know what the stage one, two and three and, and what, what all those things are categorized or how, how you would describe those? Well, it, it all has to do with the size of the tumor. Most pancreatic tumors start in what's called the head of the pancreas. That's the, the where the, the, it's closest to the bile ducts. Um, and, and so uh, it has to do with size, whether it has spread outside the pancreas to other organs. And so that's how you make the diagnosis. Very few are diagnosed early. And usually, and at least in my own experience, I'll find them uh, serendipitously. I'll, I'll find them by mistake or, or just incidentally because I was looking for something else. And there are other uh, cysts on the pancreas that we follow. They're called IPMNs or intrapancreatic mucinous neoplasms. They uh, are benign, but they have to be followed because sometimes they can turn on you. Uh, now, now, for everybody out there listening, one, there is hope. Number two, if you're smoking, stop it because that's one of the risk factors. And the other thing, if you all of a sudden develop diabetes, this is a little like Dr. Mike House thing for yeah. you guys. It, 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 if out of the blue you develop diabetes and you don't have a history of diabetes, get it checked out because that is one of the signs that we sometimes see in in early pancreatic cancer. All of a sudden, their blood sugars are high. What's okay. that all about? Yeah. Uh, so, Dr. Mike, when, th- when news like this breaks, uh, people often ask what they can do. And I, I was contacted uh, on Twitter last night by PanCan Philadelphia. It's a pancreatic cancer uh, uh, organization right here in Philadelphia. And just to let people know, there is a uh, Purple Light Sunday on April 28th. That's a Sunday. It's at Independence Mall. Uh, you can email me for information or go to Pancan Philly on Twitter. That's P-A-N-C-A-N Philly. And uh, that's the Purple Light Sunday, April 28th. And they're going to uh, what, what they're just, you know, try to do is, is raise awareness about pancreatic cancer and how to fight it. Uh, what, along those lines, Nick, very quickly. Number one, you want to make sure you don't smoke. Number two, keep your weight down. Uh, there's some associative studies showing that if you're obese, it increases your risk. High uh, fat diets, that's another risk factor. Uh, and, and you just want, and, and then unfortunately, genetics. You can't do anything about that. And yeah. I've come to realize you can change what you can. You have to realize what you can change. And you can change your diet, stop smoking, and that will be in your hey. best. Dr. Mike, you know, you're, you're always going on about the um, uh, the colonoscopy and getting that done, and, that, and that's a, a regular checkup. Uh, since I, I know that uh, his, or, or I have heard that um, uh, these uh, tumors on the, on the pancreas have been detected via CAT scans, why is there not just a, a regular, you know, go every year and get your pancreas checked out, or go every five years and have that taken look at? Why, why do we not have a regular checkup on that? Well, Oprah Winfrey has has uh, uh, talked about you know full body scans, and and that's never been there. There are two risk factors with that. One, we're going to find some little ditzel in your lung or your kidney. You're going to go to surgery, have it taken out. It was benign, and you'll die from the complications from surgery. So right. that's one of the risks. The other is. Say we do this, and then a month later, and it's fine, and then three months later, you start developing pancreatic cancer. What, what are we going to do every month? Right. So, 
So what we need is a screening test. So for colon cancer, a good screening test is a digital rectal exam, much made fun of, but a very important test to look for blood in the stool, colonoscopies, women, breast cancer, mammogram. There's nothing yet screening for pancreatic cancer. They are working on it. Mm. I'm looking forward to the day, like in Star Trek, Steve will love this, Yes, you know, where bones has a little device he puts on his finger, he, you know, and, and you just run it over the patient's body, and they find everything without even a needle. I so, mean, that, that's where I'm going. So, Mike, they were saying last night that there, there are some people who, have, um, uh, who are genetically predisposed to, to be able to, uh, to live longer with uh, the prostate cancer, that, um, uh, that it's an anomalous sort of thing, but they're trying to understand what it is about their genetic makeup that allows them to live longer uh, and have you heard anything about that or any um any information that's been gleaned from this research well there's always going to be people that are resistant there was just a story you probably heard about it and a, a patient that had hodgkin's disease got a bone a stem uh, cell transplant and it cured his hiv yeah and that was because of he he got in his transplant this mutation that allows him to fight off hiv so uh you know down the road i think you're going to find that precision medicine where we look at your particular genetic makeup we're doing it already so i'll bet you anything they're going to biopsy his pancreatic cancer look at the genetic makeup so they can find out what chemotherapy is most effective for him and whether or not he's eligible for a trial looking at immunotherapy. And that is really the crest of a wave of a new way of treating cancer. It's it's very exciting. We just have to hang in there. Yeah. I want people to know if they have this, you take one day at a time and realize that people are working very, very hard to come up with ways to diagnose it early and to treat it effectively. All right. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Dr. Mike. We appreciate the heads up. I'm sure you'll be on Fox 29 this morning, right? Uh, in about, I'm in the green room. Okay? Yeah, All right. Okay. okay. All right. We'll talk Good to Mike. you soon. Thanks, bud. Love you. <laughs> All right. Love you. Doc, Dr. Mike, watching out for you all the time. Uh, well, with that, we are going to take a break. We have a bunch to get to today. We'll return in just a little bit. Make sure that you stay with us. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have some goodies for you when we get back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush. A video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. Uh, there's something I want you to try out. I kind of gave an assignment to everybody on the show because I, I was watching a movie a couple of weeks ago and an actor that I really liked, uh, for some reason I saw this person uh, cast in the role of somebody who works here at MMR. If there were to be an MMR the movie, I had I was like, that would, that'd be the guy who'd play him, probably. And I just made a mental note of it. And then I started to expand that a little bit. I'm like, well, who would play this person? And who would play that person? <laughs> and I ended up casting an entire uh, movie, MMR the movie, of the people that we work with. And I thought it might be a fun little assignment for us to cast MMR the movie and compare and see who we end up having play these roles. You might want to try doing that at your own job. Who would play those people that you work with if you were to cast a movie, let's say, or a TV show? Yes. You know, I mean, like The Office, you talk about a mundane standard uh, job. Maybe you have one of those, and it might not seem an interesting movie to cast. But if you were to, who would play who around The Office? So when you asked us to do this, uh, there was uh, two reactions. I hated the idea, and I love the idea. <laughs> 
because I knew I would love the idea, but I knew how difficult it would be. It's hard. So I had to I had to decide how um how you approach and you you sort of get an idea of how casting directors go about. Remember, so harken back to when Michael Keaton was announced to play Batman. Okay. Right. You can now, of course he's Batman. Yeah, but then what? Excuse me? So I'm thinking, do you cast in spirit? Do you cast in looks? And how I approached everyone here. Yeah. And honestly, also... You know, there there are stars and then there are substars and there are people who you just, you'll, I know exactly, you'll see the guy who's the UPS guy yep. on Growing Pains and go, he looks just like Casey. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but you don't know that guy's name. I started with looking like. Yeah. And then I went into, yeah, but you don't necessarily have to nail exactly what they look like. Just a, just a basic uh, ballpark <laughs> of that. But... Who would be able to pull off that person's personality acting-wise is what I went with eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. In some cases, I did that. Yeah. In some cases, I went with looks. In some cases, um, <laughs> there's absolutely no correlation to... In, in a few of them, I cast several people. I'm like, it could be this person, that person, yeah, or that yeah, yeah. person. I did that with one person. So I have a okay, couple good. of those. Okay. Did you guys worry about hurting anybody's feelings by casting? No. no. Okay. Uh-uh. I, I always, oh, I did I, big time. I, I always skewed positive. Yeah. Because uh, I figured I would catch less crap if I did that. Right. Um... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, casting me in, in this Oh, I made the... sure that you, uh, this is, like, really somebody good-looking. Really? Yeah, because I thought... Yeah, but... they... Okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but <laughs> well, also, you don't have to. Also, there's, there is there is a guy who I would who I was thinking of, and he, I, it wasn't my selection for you eventually, mm-hmm. but, um, but he, you know, he would have to grow a, a little bit of beard to play you. I yeah. Mean, somebody could grow a beard to look like you. Or, uh, I, and, and I thought of that, there's a very, a bearded person here in, at our offices yeah. that I was like, I can't think of anybody. And I'm like, well, forget the beard and the hair. Yeah. It's Pierre I'm talking about. Forget the beard and the hair and mm-hmm. just go with an actor that they can put that stuff on. We could put a wig on and have him grow a beard and then they might be it's able to pull it It's funny you mentioned Pierre. He was my most difficult. Okay. Yeah. He was yeah. hard. Nick? I, I had fun with this. It was challenging. Um, and Steve, like, I didn't want to just go with a bald guy for you because I thought I that get that all the time. I know. Hey, and I thought my that uncle was... looks exactly like you. And then I see the guy or meet the guy at the end. Right. And not, no offense to this guy I'm always meeting, but Jesus Christ. So I thought that that was kind of lazy. <laughs> and so for, for me, and we love TV and movies so much that I wanted to, um, I thought a lot about the actors who I think could bring out the personality in the people that would be they'd be playing. So yeah. some of these may seem a little bit out of left field, but I think that the, for some of them, the actor would do justice to the person that they'd be portraying. All right, so I say this. Do you want to progress um, per, because not every, I, I just did air staff, and you did a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start going air staff yeah. around the room? Yeah, that's Each what we'll person? Do. Okay. Each person. Oh, we'll All right, and rather lead. than do the whole list, we'll do who would you right. have played this person? All right, so right. Uh, this is, uh, we have an official announcement. It's uh, MMR, the movie, the casting. Yes, I was hoping. As per members of the Preston and Steve show and... If you know uh, the staff well, then then maybe you can have some suggestions and feel free to uh, text those in. But I want I want you to try this exercise at your own job today. Uh, also, I, I probably should have asked this a while ago, but uh, it's okay if the actor is no longer with us, right? I, sure. Um, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. No. Uh, I did for at least one. Okay. Because right, Preston would have been happened. Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Who do you want to start with? You want to start you with pick. our show? You pick. Yes, yeah. our show. Because yeah. that's uh, that's all I did and, and air steps. Start with our show, though. 
Okay. Uh, well, let's start in, in the the name yep. that, the, that leads the presidency. Steve show. We'll start with me. How about that? Okay. Uh, of course. I had a hard time casting me. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anybody for you. You don't have anybody oh, really? for me? No. Okay. I'm curious what you guys oh, do. Do you want to start with me? Sometimes yeah, Steve. the Steve. Who I, plays me? The, the original guy I was thinking of that I think has your uh, instant likability with looks. Okay. Uh, do you remember the guy who played in, in uh, but I, this is not who I went with, but I just want to explain. <laughs> yeah. In uh, in A Liar Liar, the guy who's the defending, the dad who's in the courtroom battle with Jennifer Tilly? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh-uh. Well, it's been right. so long so, since I've seen that. Since that okay. I knew would be the reaction and no one know, would know who he All is. Right. I went with Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan. Oh, gray. Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah. Wow. He's got Damn. he's got the uh he's with the, got a little bit of the beard. Okay. <laughs> Kathy's shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh I, but I gotta say no on that. He's too young. Oh. Listen. Ooh. Listen. Well, yeah. It's okay. It's so wait till we get to you because I have to, I have two options. <laughs> In some cases, I figured. Younger playing older, yeah, or older playing younger. All right, I, I'm actually the most thrilled with uh, with the Jamie with, Dornan. With, with, no, with this casting. Okay. I told you, Preston, I needed to go good looking because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But what do you guys think about Idris Elba? Oh my God! No, I'm just kidding. Um, All right, so case. No, no. For so Pierre, I'm just going to jump ahead. <laughs> I went with Idris Elba. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have two people here, and you can take your pick, Preston. All right. I went with David Harbor or Josh Brolin. David wow. Harbour was one of mine, too, Case. That's from a good Stranger one. Things. From Stranger yeah, Things. He's I love that guy. currently playing Hellboy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Nick, who did you have as me? Uh, I like both of those, Casey. Um, I went with Dylan McDermott, and I think Dylan McDermott brings some <laughs> gravitas. I think that he can be a really serious actor. He's got a beard, uh, but he also can be funny in a, okay. in, a, in a sort of a sly way. So, Kathy, am I better looking than I think I am? Is that what these people are telling I, me? You're so handsome. Um <laughs> But uh, I think they're overdoing it. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, so before you get to yours. Okay. I, I like Dylan McDermott, though. I no, think that's a good choice. I'm going with David Harbour. Okay. All right. Yeah. Honestly, I Not think. Not Josh Brolin, huh? I think, I think no. because there is a likability to him as well. Yeah. Also with a bit more, he has a wryer sense of humor. Yeah. Josh, what I like, Josh Brolin's way more manly than I am. Uh, I don't know. You're anyway. pretty manly, but he's also got like good pipes. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right, Kathy. Uh, for you? For me. Oh, you, you I, I didn't have anybody okay. for you. Here's what I have for me. All right. Uh, here's who I'd like to see play, <laughs> right. to be honest. Okay. Uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, that's a good one. I li- uh, he's yeah, just, that is a good one. He's a likable guy. He's a decent looking dude. He, does he look like me? No. Uh, but I would like to see him play me. Listen, it's all subjective. I, I, don't, I don't see that. And then the other one I had, albeit he's much older than I yeah. am, but I don't know why, if we wanted, you know, because I've got the gray and the beard yeah. and everything, uh, Gary Oldman was somebody that I put down, oh, he's too. He's so crazy, okay. though. I, I know, but he can play anything. You're right. He can do anything. All right. He's a really, really talented I, I, actor. So. I, was going, I was going more for visual. I like David Harbour, Casey. I think that's David Harbour, I think, is the okay, best. That's a yeah. good call. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know what? Should we do a final casting? Well, I think yes. Marissa. Marissa has oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Marissa. Because I, I might sleep. have somebody okay, as well. Okay, Marissa? Um, it's funny because I had Paul Rudd for somebody else in the show, but for you, Preston, I had Ethan Hawke. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. Ethan Hawke is actually not a bad choice. Okay. I think David Harbour still wins, but I think Ethan Hawke, age range. Right. Versatile actor. He was great in Boyhood. Great in Boyhood, that's, which that Kathy loves. That <laughs> What's that, Marissa? That was my inspiration, Boyhood. Okay. Can I also just put this caveat out there that 
we know that all of these actors are better looking than we are. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, when, when the texts start coming in, they're like, oh, way too good looking. Way too, they're Hollywood actors. We're we know. shooting yeah. high. Yeah, we know. Trust me, we no one it. says oh. how bad they look more than you and I do, President. Well, listen, how often have you seen a movie about someone's life, somebody you've never seen before, and then at the end of the movie, they show the real person that they played? Oh, yeah. ridiculous. And you're like, wow, so, they really <laughs> aimed high on that. I wanted to do a, I wanted to do a, a thing with Nick Murphy because they do it all the time on these shows like The Parent normal shows yeah where you know haunted house investigations preston and then they reenact it yeah. it's always like a playmate playing the wife <laughs> right. and a su- like a super jack dude playing the- and then you see the couple that they're actually portraying and it's laughable yeah but they do that all the time that's the nature of hollywood all right steve morrison i have i have all right i, I wrote down a couple for you all right uh, but I, I went the really, really talented thespian uh, to play Steve. I think perfect in this role would be Kate Blanchett. <laughs> because wow. she could. She could. No. Uh, there there are two that I have. There's an obvious one because of how you look and you've gotten your comparisons over right, the years. Right, yes. right. Uh, is Michael Chiklis. Yes. Uh, great actor. Chiklis all the time. And he can do, he can yeah. do heavy roles. He And in fact, he... He was in a Three Stooges movie. Yes, he was. Where he played Curly. Curly yeah. So I know he can pull off the comedic Comedy, yeah. So I did that. And then the other one, because this guy's a very versatile actor, he really doesn't do it. And he has done some comedy stuff, but for some reason, he's older than you, I believe, but he could probably pull it off. Uh, I have, He doesn't look like you, uh, but J.K. Simmons is such a great oh. actor. I thought it may be so. You I know? like that. I, I could see that. Okay. I, right. I'm going to I'm gonna like the J.K. Simmons in that. All right. What do you, how about who do you, or do you, well, let's save you for last. Save me for last. Right. Case? Um, yeah. So I think who Michael Chiklis was, was an obvious one. Uh, Terry O'Quinn was another obvious one. Terry O'Quinn's, I've gotten, I've gotten <laughs> off. And when Lost was on, I got that quite a, quite a bit. Um, but then also Brian Cranston, you know, when he shaved his head oh, in Breaking Bad. Man. I would take that. Yeah. That's good. Take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's really good. Kath? Yeah. Uh, so I went like, a. Uh, I had Terry O'Quinn there, but I also did Bruce Willis because I thought mm. um, he's very smart. He's a smart actor, um, but he can be funny. Okay. All right. My first uh, the actor I first wrote down was Terry O'Quinn as well, uh, but I changed it, and I mean this as a compliment um, because of comedic stylings, and it might be a stretch, but for whatever reason, it clicked for me. Chevy Chase. Hmm. Uh. And, I, and I say that because Chevy Chase has evolved as an actor and his uh, comedy stylings now are different than they used to be. And so I just thought perhaps he'd be it, able to pull I, off. I appreciate Steve the interest. I finally, for oh, me. Let's go to Marissa. Oh, Marissa, quick. okay. Marissa? I went uh, a couple. Uh, you mentioned some, so I won't repeat them, but also Frank Caliendo. Wow. Caliendo. Okay. Because the voices. Uh, yeah, I think that was just. <laughs> That's immediate with that. Great. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I love Frank, but yeah. or Paul Giamatti. That's great. Like not billions, but like <laughs> a few years ago. You mean pig vomit from Private Parts? <laughs> no, I was thinking. Uh, I, was, I was thinking like John Clint, Adams, Clint Howard, or the yeah. back of my ball. Sack. I'm thinking yeah, Clint Howard, or that back little tab sack. of flesh behind my balls. <laughs> Brian Cranston as well too, but I just didn't want to repeat. Not Rocky body. Dennison or <laughs> John Merrick. I have Rocky Dennison for myself this week. Okay, okay. Uh, Steve. I finally have? gave myself Bruce Willis. Okay, finally. Okay. okay. I think. I think. Uh, also, structurally, mm-hmm. I'm probably more along that line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I the comedic level. I think, though, I have to say, J.K. Simmons is intriguing. Hmm. I, I like Cranston personally, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. 
I'm, you know what? I'm going to place my vote. I'm going to modify it. Okay. I'm going to place my vote for Cranston. Wow. What do you guys think? I, I'm. I still like mine, uh, but I think Bruce Willis is good too. I mean, Steve, you're you're an, you're an interesting cat, and there's, yeah. nobody, there's nobody quite like you. That's for sure. Uh, so kind of like Bruce. Kind of like Bruce. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're all really good, except for Paul Giamatti. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Bruce or or Rocky Dennison. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, it's, all right, it's so, just Rocky Dennis. Dennis, by the way. Yeah, oh, I thought it was Dennison. Dennis. No. Yeah. All right, well, we'll leave that one up in the air. Brian Cranston or um, uh, Bruce Willis or... Oh, we're act- Okay, so we're actually casting and having to come to a yeah. conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, got it. Uh, if I, uh, let me cast my vote then. I'll, I'll, I'll seal it up. I'll give myself Bruce Willis. Okay, all right, so Casey. Who's going to play Casey? Okay, you want me to go? You want to go yeah, for Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. This, I feel, has always been the case, and I think it captures spirit and physicality. Jack Black. Anybody else put Jack uh, Black? Yes, that yeah. was one. I Everybody. have another one. Yeah, uh, uh, Marissa. I, who, did, who did you put down? Jack Black. I tried to go out of the box. I went. I was thinking Jack Black. Then I was thinking Zach Galifianakis. Then I went total left turn, and I said Adam Ferrara. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Kathy. Um, I had Rob Kardashian. <laughs> Rob. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's sweet, isn't he? <laughs> I actually have one, and I wanted to go outside the box, too, and you will not recognize this guy's name, but I will tell you the roles he's played. I think he'd be perfect to play Casey, although Jack Black, with the singing and all of that stuff, is so Casey, it's ridiculous. But there's an actor named Dan Fogler. Oh, yes. Currently on The Walking Dead, he Mm -hmm. plays a character called Luke. He was in Fanboys. And the Goldbergs. And the Goldbergs. He's the uncle. Yeah. And in yeah, Fanboys, he drives the uh, the van. Yeah. And uh, Casey, he's a boisterous, He's he can fat. do really over-the-top stuff, fat, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. he No, but he's got he's got similar characteristics to you, and he's funny. Uh, so I, I put him down, but I, I think Jack Black is the obvious. And Marissa actually had one she didn't mention, which was the woman whose face was ripped off by the chimpanzee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. That's, I didn't consider yeah. her. Remember that? You know right. I think she died. So oh, uh, oh wait, we, did, we could mention. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Casey, didn't you used to get uh, turtle, turtle a lot? Turtle, yeah. Yeah, it's just because I, I wore the backwards hat. That's what I, it was. I mean, Jerry Ferrara is that guy's name. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I also got, um, like, uh, Fred Martha Durst. Martha Quinn. No, Fred Durst. And it was, it was the backwards hat thing. I, I think, okay. you know, I don't think facially I looked like those guys. I mean, Jerry Ferrara was like, he's... Big old Italian guy with giant eyebrows. You know what I mean? But he was just fat, and he wore a backwards cap. So. All right, we are we are casting MMR the movie. We have uh, David Harbour as, as me, uh, Bruce Willis as Steve, uh, Jack Black as Casey. Uh, now on to Kathy Romano. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I had fun casting this. I went with two. Okay, I, I have a couple as well. You'd like to go? Or, yeah, uh, I don't care. All right, uh, well, go ahead. I, I went with if if I was trying to do the. Uh, you know, um, uh, the darker complected sexy gal, which yeah. is what Kathy is around here. <laughs> I initially said, uh, or to have fun, I was going to say Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Because uh, Kathy doesn't like Well, My she does kind of like her. Um, I either had Eva Longoria. I wow. Love I love her. Okay. Eva Longoria okay for, that. for that part of it. But for acting and pulling off Kathy's sassiness and disgust that she shows on the air from time to time, I thought a really fun person to play her would be Kristen Wiig. Okay, I like her too. Just personality-wise, mm-hmm. I think right. she, she could pull you off. Okay. I went younger playing older for some what? reason. What do you mean? Demi Lovato. Okay. Okay. As a, a sort of exotic look. Mm-hmm. Older playing younger, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ooh. All right. Okay. 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 Interesting. I'm happy with my choice here. All right. All right, go ahead. Uh, and, and I didn't I, I I didn't go mean like Kathy did on me. Uh, <laughs> I went with Jessica Alba. 
And I think that Lucky is you. Age, yeah. age-wise, you guys are pretty damn close. I think She's they're both in their 50s. You're probably though. older. Yeah, but it's not like you're not boring. <laughs> I'm not boring like her, for sure. But she could pull it off. She's an actress. Maybe. Marissa, mm-hmm. what do you think? Kathy's role. Kathy, I hope you're excited about this one because I was really excited. This okay. was the one that was definitive for me. Okay. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Oh, okay. Well, right. dark hair. She's a, she's about 30 years younger than Kathy. Stop it. No, no. She's um, <laughs> uh, she's about the same age range. I like her, too. Yeah. She could pull off the She's super talented. I, I yeah. get her voice, though, sometimes. I know. Oh, really? I, I love know. her voice. I love yeah, everything about her. Yeah, the, I, I I'm like with her. you, Kathy. I like her, I like her too, but her voice sometimes. What's that, Marissa? It, her personality. I thought she okay. could play Kathy really well. All right, Nick. I don't know why, uh, but this actress always reminds me of you, Kathy, and uh, she's gorgeous, um, just like you, Eva Mendez. Yes, and I love her, too. I love Eva Mendez, and I, I love Eva Longoria. Um, Anybody named well, Eva. I'm surprised. Well, with these that, Latin ladies. What about Eva Gabor? Well, yeah. you know, I'm surprised nobody went with J-Lo. Well, that was my pick for me, was J-Lo. How about Jay Wright? She was the first one I had in mind, honestly, but I thought she was too old. She's to too old. I, I, she's, like, sassy, and uh, I wouldn't mind looking like her, so... That's okay. Yeah, that was my pick, J-Lo. Hmm. How about Cameron Mannheim? <laughs> um, Cameron Man- Mannheim, the really... Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different one then. Yeah. yeah. I was saying the, the big overweight gal. Yeah, that's not, always, big that's not how I was thinking of that. Then I have the, I have the actress wrong then. Um, I wish I would have thought of Eva Mendez, because I, uh, I, I think that's probably the best suited one for she, the and weight. You remember yeah. we were talking about it. It was her birthday the other day. She does, she's does. she got some great comedic chops, too, mm-hmm. so she might be good in uh, Kathy's... Yeah, something about her personality, her smile, it just uh, reminds me of you. Okay. Who am I thinking of? Do we need to finally decide, or do you just want to move on to these? Uh, we don't have a con- well, like, does, how about, We don't have a consensus here. Does I the person get to pick? Yeah, Kathy? I, I either like uh, J-Lo or Eva Longoria. Those are my two favorites. So, okay. I don't know. You guys choose between them. <sighs> I'm thinking uh, Catherine Jada-Jones playing younger. But uh, I uh, of the two... Um, do we want to leave these up to maybe the, the listeners? Yeah, maybe we, we could do that. All right, all right. Let's, let's continue on, because we have, we have a ways to go here. Uh... Nick McAway. Nick was the easiest one for me to catch. Oh, no, no kidding. kidding. Yeah. Nick was difficult I, I'm for happy me. About this one I as well, immediately yeah. thought uh, of Nick. I thought of actor Chris O'Dowd. Oh, uh, who has a big head? Yes, and <laughs> does he? Uh, he does. He's he's and and he's got uh, he's already got Nick's beard. Uh, and I, if if you've seen, he's been in tons of movies. He was in uh, This Is Forty. Uh, what else is Chris? Bridesmaids. He's in that uh, Get Shardy show. I, I like this. This is flattering for me. I think I'm a, I'm a huge he said fan. It, right? Yeah. yeah get Shardy. You said Shardy. Like I said, Torky in the Strong. Uh, get, <laughs> you said Get Shardy. <laughs> TV show Get Shardy. I'm really happy with casting Chris O'Dowd for Nick. That's not bad. Certainly not bad. Well, uh, Steve, right, I, I gave I gave him a gift. I couldn't really think of anybody. I thought this would be a perfect time for. Eddie Vedder to play <laughs> to play Nick. You know, Steve, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I figured, why not give uh, give him a gift? I was happy about this casting. I thought um, Jason Segel. Oh, Jason Jason Segel could actually yeah. yes. So yes, I'm not nearly that good looking, but uh, that's that's well, flattering. He's as structurally, well. you're similar. Uh, he's not good looking. I don't consider him a really good looking guy. <laughs> he's not ugly. Well, he's he's so no, is better. Looking. I was thinking uh, um, Jason Sudeikis. I was not thinking. Uh, okay, Jason yeah, Siegel. yeah yes. Jason Siegel from uh, uh, the comedy movies. Yep. Okay, that's a nice one too. All right. Well, there's some good ones coming in for Kathy. Mandy Moore could play Kathy. Oh, uh, and like then her. one that I thought was really good. Where was it? I lost it. Uh, da, 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 da. Leah Remini. 
Although pre what she's done yeah, to her yeah, face, yeah, yeah. I think Back Leah Remini day, would be Leah. really good. I had yeah. someone else come to mind, and I can't. I got it confused, but there's an actress I have in mind, and I have to do a little searching. Cameraman, I was wrong, but I'm thinking of who it. And I think structurally, facially, looks a lot like Kathy. Okay, and, I'm, and now my brain is I'm Not having Cameron a cerebral Jones. hemorrhage. So many people. No. Maybe right. like when they become too bitchy on set, we can fire them and hire somebody right. else. Right? Yeah, we'll have a stable. <laughs> yeah. That would be apropos. Uh, Mar- so, oh wait, I, yeah. I wanted to give Nick's before we yep. move on. Uh, I picked Eric McCormick. From Will and Grace? Yes. Only because you're not sure. Like, is he gay? He plays gay, but he's really not. You know what I mean? Okay. Marissa? You you see Nick as being veiled gay. She's taking a shot at everybody. I'm so scared. Um, Preston, because I was so dead set on Ethan Hawke for you, I chose Paul Rudd for Nick. Oh, okay. That's flattering. I could see Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd could work. Okay. And I I had two for me. Uh, and I couldn't quite decide. I had either Kevin Connolly from Entourage um, or Mike Myers. And for for whatever reason, I get Mike Myers more Do often you? than you would think. Yeah, really. Uh, I don't quite see it, but some people have said that over the years. And and so, but that was that's funny because I got different uh, actors from everybody. I okay. used to years ago. You know, if you were like seventy or older, people would say you look like Alan Funt. I mean, <laughs> oh. I'm like the <laughs> candid the, camera. From candid camera. I'm like. Shut up. You shut the hell up. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on now to Marissa. All right. I think I have a good one for this, Marissa. I, I Can I go first? Easy. Yeah, go ahead. I have yeah. a good one. All right. I went with Maisie Williams. That's who yeah. I went with. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I've always said now she would have to play older. Yeah. Uh, because she's a few years younger than Marissa. But from, from the, Game of Thrones. From the beginning of Game of Thrones, Arya Stark, who is played by Maisie Williams, I always thought, I'm like, that's Marissa when she was a kid. That's yep. Marissa when she was a teenager. So I, I'm 100% on board with that, Steve. All right. Yeah. Good. I went with Jennifer Goodwin. Uh, oh. Who's Jennifer Goodwin? That's a good one. Yeah, she was in... Uh, Goodwin's a good one. Big Love, and uh, you'd recognize her pressing. She's She's been... Um, Snow White and Once Upon a... Uh, Once Upon a... St- He's a just not that into you. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. has a very uh, cherubic, uh, very cute face. Yeah, I could see that. All right, Nick. I also went with uh, Maisie Williams. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought that was the easiest, the, the, the go-to. Oh, and Maisie I also Williams? had Anson yeah. Williams. Uh, oh, Potsy. Potsy. Wow. <laughs> Marissa, who did you cast as yourself? Uh, well, I wish I'd, I have watched Game of Thrones because I don't know what Maisie Williams is like as an actress at all. The looks are good. I went with Jennifer Goodwin or Lacey wow. Charbet. Lacey Chabay. Wow, okay. Ooh, All right. Her left boob could be you. <laughs> I just want a big, bigger boobs. Um, <laughs> no, I've definitely gotten Jennifer Goodwin a lot over the years, especially when she was in uh, He's Just Not That Into You. Okay. So I always felt like nice. synergy with her. Uh, did you guys cast Nick Murphy? Yes, I, I, did. I did not. I'm very proud of this Me one. too. Right. Do you want to go first? Uh, well, hang on. Let's go at the same time. Okay. Uh, you ready? Three, two, one. Seth Nick... Rogen. No, no. <laughs> Seth Rogen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I went with Nick Frost. Nick Frost oh. is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Nick Frost. Yeah. Nick Frost maybe a bit more than Seth Rogen case. You think? I think. Uh, you know who else we had in here? Who's, who's um, uh, <laughs> wasn't Brian Posehn? Brian Posehn. Brian, yeah, he's older. And plus, he kind of talks like this yeah. a little bit. But so. Nick Frost yeah. is pretty damn close. There's a picture of him up there on the screen right there. Yeah, they that's look, pretty good. They look a lot alike. Yeah. Nick yeah. Murphy and, and Nick Frost. And, and Nick Murphy likes Nick Frost an awful yeah. lot, too. But he was in Shaun of the Dead and uh, The World's End and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Pirate Radio. Anybody else? Did I anybody did not do. Uh, okay. No, that's a good. Oh, like Marissa, did you cast him? or? Oh, wait. Nick Murphy. Hey, Nick. Oh, hey. Yeah, you're on the air. Yeah, I like uh, Nick Frost. That's a good one. Uh-huh. I was assuming Jonah Hill. That's usually one I get all the time. A Jonah lady, Hill, no. A lady stopped me in the airport and was like, are you 
famous? <laughs> Are you like an entertainer? I was like, well, I do porn, internet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Are you him? I was like, no, uh, I'm not who you think I am, lady. Yeah, <laughs> Murph, have you it. have you cast everybody too, or uh, kind of? Yeah, I like the Chris oh. O'Dowd for Nick. That's okay. really good. Uh, Preston, I like um, David Hader as you. Um, David Hader. Right, right, isn't that his name? Harbor. Harbor. Oh, David Harbor. Okay. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, I think Bruce Willis, like now, would be pretty good. All right, I'll right. take it, man. Yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Instead of the guy up at uh, Jack Frost, <laughs> we had Casey Jack Black for Casey. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Kathy, the Eva Mendez, Jessica Alba would be a good one too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a there's an actress on that show, uh, Good Girls, Marissa. She was on uh, Arrested Development too. I forget her name, but um, she would be good for you if you guys could bring up a picture of her. Okay. Um, Do you want to jump in here? And how about Vicky from yeah, Small yeah, Wonder? Yeah, sure, All right, sure. come on in here. Well, right. I'm coming in. All right, so the next one I have, we're casting MMR the movie, by the way. Do this at work uh, with your fellow coworkers. And moving on outside, of, well, yeah, outside of the morning show, even though he is a part of a, our, our show as well, Chuck, uh, Chuck D'Amico. Um, I didn't go that far. I didn't do it. I put down, because Chuck is just, he's like an every guy. He's great. He's super fun and sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> you know who I have is you, Chuck. Did you go with Cameron Manheim? Uh-uh, I didn't go with Cameron. Here, we'll, we'll have Chuck come around. And by the way, we're getting into bizarre file time, but I, I cast the whole this damn staff. Me too. Um, but for Chuck D'Amico, I think might he doesn't necessarily look like you, okay. but I think he could pull you off, and that's Mark Ruffalo. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I got one for Chuck that All I'm right. pretty proud of. Go and ahead. I think it's, you're a fan of his as well, Chuck. Michael Keaton. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah that would actually work. Michael uh, Keaton. Yeah, I love that. He okay. loves Michael Keaton. Yeah, and he does not look like you. It, it, it's not a facial thing, but um, he loves radio. He's been in, he's been in a radio movie, and, and Michael Keaton's just a great actor, and I think he could get your persona really yeah. well. And Chuck okay. was Batman for a brief amount of time, so that's kind of cool. Too. Exactly. Yeah. That, was. Casey. I went with Adam Scott. I think that's a great oh, casting for Chuck. That, I, Step Brothers. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Wait, who is yeah. that? Yeah. He, the, you, you know him from, uh, he was Punch also me on. Face. Yeah, uh, oh, Parks yeah, and yeah, Rec. Yeah. He was yeah. also, yeah. All right, Parks yeah. and Rec, right. He's, yeah. a, he's a handsome guy. Uh, he it can be very sarcastic. That's good, Case. I think it's a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Marissa, you. did you, uh, did you uh, have a, uh, anybody for Chuck? I didn't. Okay, all right. that's all right. I gave Tina Fey for Marissa, by the way. That's good, too. Oh, yeah. Who would you uh, cast as yourself? I, I used to get uh, Matthew Perry a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see you more as a Courtney Cox. Either uh, either that or uh, Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess. Moving on, we'll we'll move up in in the 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 day parts here on MMR is uh, Pierre Robert. All right. And I had a difficult time casting Pierre. I had two for him, and I eventually had to cave and go with somebody who doesn't have long hair Look or yeah. like beard. him, right? And just who could play Pierre? Who you want to start seeing? I jokingly said, initially said Idris Alba, <laughs> right? But then uh, my serious one is Peter Dinklage. No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't come up with one. I have. Try this on. Imagine the guy grows his hair out long or wears a wig and grows a beard. But I like, age-wise, I don't know why, Dennis Quaid. Okay. I said to play right. Pierre Robert. I tried to find somebody in that I age like range. That. Do you yeah. know who did Who did sort of, um, God, uh, Timothy Oliphant. With longer hair. Wait, what do I know him from? I know the name. 
Uh, uh, he was in the office. <laughs> justified. <laughs> justified. Uh, you know who he is. Yeah. He's in the Santa yep, yep, Clarita yep. Diet yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He was in This Is Where I Leave You as well. He's a good yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I think he could pull off a passionate music yeah. DJ dude-ish. I had initially, when for some reason, I always think of Cheech and Chong when I think of Pierre Robert. <laughs> so I had gone like, um, like Tommy Chong. Yeah. But then I said, no, I'm going to Hollywood this thing. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Like I thought about dude. that too. I thought he was a little too old, but he's got he's got he's mm-hmm. got a gravelly voice and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he could maybe do it. What about you, Nick? Uh, so I went a little retro with this actor, and it's uh, it's this actor from about ten years ago, fifteen years ago when he was in his prime. Uh, but I think it's because he could pull it off. Johnny Depp, mm. Pierre Robert. Yeah. And it's it's Johnny Depp sort of pulling off the Pirates okay. of the Caribbean, but doing that in a Pierre Robert vein. I think Johnny Depp can be okay. chameleon like and yeah. I can see that. All right, Kath. I didn't have anybody for Pierre. Okay. Sorry. Marissa, do you have somebody for Pierre? Just like Nick, I went for the chameleon, the the under understated character actor, and I said Brad Pitt. Okay. Brad Pitt for Pierre? Wow. That is, he's going to love the F out of you. Yes, he would. Wow. All right. Anybody else or we move on? Uh, beer is tough. I mean, it'd be interesting to see like like a slimmed up Nick Offerman because he got that deep voice. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Kind of pull okay. it off with longer hair. All right. That'd be interesting. Okay. Um, or Megan Mullally, his uh, wife. Be, mm-hmm. Nick they, Offerman's wife. Combine the two, yeah. I have a guy, but he would be too busy playing Weston. And that's, uh, can I say that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sam Elliott. Wow. Sam Elliott, third uh, leg of the stool, all <laughs> fruit. All right. And Barn then, door. Then you have uh, Jackson. Cigars. <laughs> then you have Jackson. I, I I think I got to this pretty quick. I, I have two that I put on the list. Uh, one of them, just because he looks like him, and we've had him by here, the host of uh, Cash Cab, Ben Burnley. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But if I wanted to go with but he's not necessarily an actor. No. But he looks a lot like Jackson. Uh, I have Liev Schreiber. Ooh, as Jackson. That's a good one. He's got a great, great voice. Yeah. Um he's a he's a you know fit, good looking guy like Jackson. I thought he might fit that bill, Steve. I went with Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Oh. I couldn't think of that guy's name. Yeah. I couldn't think of it and, and that's that's uh, on my list. All right. Not who I your, my Statham's on your list. Your Statham is on my list. Um, with the best things in life. <laughs> what do you think? I went uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. that would be okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's a he's a black belt in jujitsu as well. Yeah. And he is technically an actor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. He, he was right. He's rated for years. Yeah. Kath. I went with The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Dear God. I mean, the dude's in great shape. I, but... I really love Jackson. Okay, guys. <laughs> the Rock. All right. Nick. I went with Bruno Sammartino. No. No. I went with, and, and I think it's because he could pull off the American accent and uh, and do a really good job portraying Jackson. I went with Daniel Craig. I wow. think that they look a little bit like uh, one another, and yeah. Daniel Craig is a great actor and yeah. has a good voice as well. So I figured uh, he could do that role. All right, Marissa, who would you put in the, the role of uh, Jackson? Oh, I don't love this one, my choice, but I went with Woody Harrelson. No, that's actually, he's I mean, not it's, not bad. it's not bad. Um, yeah. And and he can get in shape, seen yeah. him that way before. <laughs> you guys want to weigh in on Jackson, or are you good? You uh, yeah, make... an idea for Jackson was the guy for who um, who played the original Dario Nahara in Game of Thrones. He was like the new transporter. Oh! That guy oh, would be pretty the good. The new transporter's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, was he the was he uh, He's the bad guy in Deadpool? In Deadpool, yeah, yeah he played yeah. Uh, uh, Ajax. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's good. Which led me to think the guy who plays new Dyer Nahara, good Pierre Robert. Mm. Um, 
Okay, yeah, because he does have the long, long hair, hair and the beard, beard and everything, and so that's not bad. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't know the actor's name. I don't either. Ed Scrine is the first <laughs> Cameron guy. Cameron Mannheim. The first guy, yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed Scrine is the guy from Transporter and Deadpool. I, yes. I think that's the guy you're talking about. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, how so, about Jackie Bam? I'll bet we all have the same answer. I think we do, yeah. yeah, probably. Do you guys want to go at the same time? All right, who do you say you have? <laughs> you want me to say it or yeah, what? Go all ahead. of us. All right, one, time. two, three. Adrian Brody. <laughs> Could play Jackie, but Adrian Brody physically. And if fun. you ever saw the movie, I pull, see if you can guy, find in the other room a picture of him in Summer of Sam. Yes. Yeah, well, he's the punk rocker. Yes. He's the punk rocker. He's got all that stuff on. And I mean, it's Jackie Bam Bam to a T. That's so funny. That was awesome. All of us. <laughs> I mean, at first I was like, oh, Nikki Six, maybe. Hey, you Not know you left close. out though. You left out Sarah. Uh, okay, Sarah, Sarah oh, Parker. I, didn't think about I did, and I chose Dita Von Teese. Yeah, wow. perfect. That's a good okay. one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mine's He's got the fair, the fair skin and the, yeah. and the dark hair. More perfect, Casey. Uh, yeah, Kat Dennings. Okay, maybe younger maybe, maybe. Yeah. with like Sarah is. Okay, I like Dita Von Teese. All right, uh, Marissa, did you have Sarah? Hold on a second. Yeah, maybe Kat Von D. Kat Von D as Cover well. Up all the tattoos. Okay. All right. Uh, how about uh, I'm really happy with who who I cast for Brent Porsche. All right. Actually, I have actually, a good one. I dug. Go ahead. Who do you have? Zach Wild. Okay. Oh, that is good. Uh, yeah. All right. I I dug in. He's a guy we've had here in the studio before. Uh, put some long hair on him. Wyatt Russell. Yeah, that's oh, really yeah. good press. Wyatt Russell, who is Kate Hudson's sister. Yeah, and in, brother. This is, brother. Oh, brother. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they had it. They worked it out in California. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was in uh, in This Is Forty. He plays one of the hockey players that's yeah. hitting on Leslie Mann. And uh, he's been in a few things since then, but I think he would be a. He's a Brent's a really good looking guy. He's got that same smile. Put some hair on him, and you got Brent Porsche right there. I dug deep for this one, uh, and it's an actor you may not know, but his name is Rory Cochran, and he plays um, uh, kind of the stoner in Dazed and Confused. He's also in uh, Argo. And uh, for whatever reason, there's something about Rory that reminds me of Brent. I'll pull up a picture of him and, and see if you can recognize him. Uh, Casey, you'll remember him from Dazed and Confused. Um, and he he played uh, Slater in, oh, in Days. I know who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, eh, maybe someone with Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes. Okay. Yeah. For okay, maybe yeah. Uh, this this was the one I I think I had the hardest time with. It okay. Was, uh, because I was oh. going kind of like what you were doing, Zach Steve. Wild. Like, yeah, like yeah. non actors. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, you, you know who we left out and I couldn't cast uh, was Pancake. Oh, I got that easily. Okay, who Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. If he got rid of the curly straightener, shaved his head down. Mm -hmm. Put a hat um, on. Put a hat hat on on, and a jersey, and you got pancake. That's not bad. I went with the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Magnus for Magnus. I forgot his name. Thornson. Whatever his name is. No, uh, I think Michael Sarah is a good choice. I like Michael Sarah. The one one who got me started on this whole idea to do this uh, was for Kevin Gunn. Yeah, and oh. Kevin's worked here for a long, long time, um, and I don't know why he doesn't necessarily fully physically embody him, uh, but he's kind of he's he's shorter in stature, and I just think he would play a good Kevin Gunn is Stanley Tucci, 
who's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. I love Stanley Tucci. Hmm. But uh, if you I put some hair on him, hmm. uh, and I think he could play a good uh, Kevin Gunn. Yeah, I think I have a good Kevin Gunn. He okay. would take this as a super compliment, but uh, Aaron Sorkin would okay. be Okay, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah he loves yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Um, and then uh, who put who had a, a Bill Weston? I had yeah. Bill, yeah. Okay, Kathy? Uh, so... I went just to, to capture the awkward moments uh, every time Bill walks into a room or has a meeting. I went with Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell. Wow. The second right. you said awkward, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yep. This is my posthumous one. Uh, Ted Knight. Oh, okay. Ted Knight. Judge Smales from Caddyshack. Mm. Mm. Thank mm. Mm. Mr. Scholarship <laughs> winner. Mm. He definitely has the, the yeah. voice, the vocal delivery. And the silver hair. Yeah, okay. Steve? I went with Mario Lopez. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. I just I see Bill is very Slaterish. <laughs> I went with uh, John Hurley, John O. Hurley. Oh, okay, John O. That's not one. bad. I I gave Bill a big compliment, and I I went with Richard don't, Gere. No, don't do it. Cross that off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Richard Gere. When, the, when Kathy's when Kathy's spending alone time in the bubble bath, she doesn't want Bill popping her Seriously? mind. <laughs> She's got her Harlequin romance ready to go. Marissa, I went Sam Elliott. Uh, Sam Elliott, okay. Yeah. Nick yeah. Had, or uh, Chuck had mentioned that earlier. Because okay. I think Graham Nash should play Joe Bell. Wait, you think Graham Nash should play who? Joe Bell. Joe Bell. Oh, Joe Bell. Wow. <laughs> I thought you said Joe Boo. I didn't even <laughs> Joe Boo. I didn't even think of Joe Bell. Um, wow, that's an interesting. It's time to have a music meeting. Joe Bell is our uh, is our general manager. Um, Why don't you file that under who gives an that? <laughs> <laughs> Heard something funny on the David Duke podcast. <laughs> All right, so oh, man. I, I have one. It was a misstatement that Bill made the other day. I, I decided to to throw in uh, some of our promotion staff, people that may not, you know, know just listen on air, don't know oh, these yeah. people. But there was Eric Simon and Todd DeFeo, yeah. and I couldn't come up with anybody for Eric Simon. Oh, oh, I, I have, I have, have Eric. Him. All right, who? Who? Well, this I said Ben Affleck. What? L- like look wise? What? Yeah. Eric have, Simon? Yeah. There's Do an I have actor. The right actor? Ben Affleck? Yeah, like... Uh, Married to Jennifer Garner. Yes, Ben Batman. Affleck. Yes. Wow. I would go with no. Casey Affleck before Ben Affleck. There's an actor that looks exactly like Eric. It's Peter Krause. Who, what's he been on? Um, the Eric he was Simon on story. Uh, Six Feet Under. Um, you'll recognize him. He was on... Uh, there was a there was a, a knockoff on SportsCenter. Peter Krause. Peter Krause. Yeah, right. he was in... Um, he's in that new 911 show, Chuck. Yes. And, uh, yes. Oh, he does look yeah. a lot like Eric. Sports Night, I think that's, a, that that's right. called. Yeah, that's right. Which is an Aaron Sorkin show, by the way, Nick Murphy. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then uh, I actually did find somebody for Todd DeFeo. There's an actor named Eddie Marzen. Uh, in Sherlock Holmes, he plays the the detective, uh, the chief of police. Um, in Deadpool 2, <laughs> he runs the, the mutant, the place where they... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, oh they, yeah! They keep the mutants oh my in God, and keep Preston. them under control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's way off. I, I, I was had, much different. Did you have somebody case? Yeah, I did. Mahershala Ali. I thought <laughs> I had <laughs> the shaved head. Yes, yeah. I had Henry Cavill. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, well, all right. I, I thought this would be a fun little character study it of sorts uh, for for not only us to play around with, but for you to to go through as you're headed into work today. Kind of get the mind thinking: who would play, you know, that person that works next to me, or who would play your boss, and so on and so forth. And uh, if you have a uh, a fun 
environment at work, and you guys might kick something around like this where people wouldn't get offended or pissed off. No, but I um, think you've killed uh, Kathy's uh, <laughs> fantasy now. Oh, no, for Bill? I won't. That, that is not. We I'm the not American Gigolo. <laughs> I'm the American Gigolo. All right. So anyhow, well, thank you guys for playing along. I appreciate it. Uh, MMR the movie. Maybe someday, someday it will come to pass. Just real quick before you go, somebody suggested uh, for for me Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot, there were a lot of suggestions coming up. I don't know if we'll be able to post something on social media about it. Maybe get your your take on it all. But MMR the movie. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we do have bizarre file stories that are on the way. Make sure that you stay with us. We're case. also coming back with brand new black keys. Oh, that's next. Brand new when we return. Daylight savings time this weekend means we lose an hour springing forward. Let me sleep for the love of God! And that means we have to cram more of everything that rocks to make up for lost time. We're doing just that with a block party weekend chock full of your favorite bands and opportunities to fill in the block. Drop a dime or shoot us a text with the perfect song. Operators are standing by. Really? They are. Listen for the ringing signal. It's, it's a, a block, block party, party weekend. weekend. Sponsored by Hyundai City. Shop the March Mayhem deals at HyundaiCity.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I apologize. It is almost 8.20, and we what? haven't even gotten My to the bizarre God. file. Uh, we were casting MMR the movie and took a long time with it. What is that? I know. we got to get to it. So I'll keep this short, but i got some good stories for you. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters. Why take a chance with anybody else? This is a wild story. German police suspect a landscape gardener is responsible for killing one man and injuring two other people from beyond the grave. From beyond the grave, he did it? He's dead. Bernard Grauman is his name. 59 years old. Was found dead from unknown causes at his home in western Germany on Friday. Earlier that day. A sixty, excuse me, a sixty-four-year-old doctor was killed by an explosion that appeared to come from a booby trap laid outside of his practice. I heard about this lunatic. The doctor, who had not yet been named, is thought to have triggered the explosive when he bent down to pick it up. Two days later, a mother and daughter were injured when a log that appeared to have been tampered with exploded in a wood-burning stove less than six miles away. The younger woman remains in the hospital. Her condition is not thought to be critical. And police have linked both cases to Grauman, who is said to have had a bad relationship with the victims, having been involved in disputes with them in the past. So he placed booby traps. And I'm guessing maybe he took his own life and that's how he was able to, you know, have this stuff set up. Because right. why, why would it all of a sudden happen now right after exactly, he Exactly, yeah. So, but Insane. There, there's no word on that yet. Uh, the gardener's death is currently under investigation pending the results of an autopsy. When officers searched Grauman's home, they discovered gunpowder and other items subjected to the weapons, uh, the weapons law and the Explosives Act. And police also took the unusual step of warning other members of the public who may previously have fallen out with this guy, whether in a personal or business capacity, to be on their guard. Uh, the police cannot rule, they said, out that prior to his death, the deceased had made preparations that could endanger other people's life and limbs. That is Could you imagine if you had, had like gotten into a verbal altercation with him or something at some point? Yeah. You, you had to be turning around constantly. You wouldn't pick up anything. No, exactly. 
A Florida man's plans to bring a military rocket-propelled grenade launcher back home were shot down after security screeners at a Pennsylvania airport spotted the non-functioning weapon in his checked bag. They wouldn't let him take a rocket launcher on the pl- on the a flight? rocket as a carry-on, Steve. <laughs> the Transportation Security Administration says... Isn't that right next to three ounces of shampoo? Uh, and- the... <laughs> the unassembled parts of the launcher and replica grenade were found on Monday when an alarm went off as the bag passed through security equipment at Lehigh Valley International Airport in Allentown. Turn that rocket launcher on, if you wouldn't mind. I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous that they even have to do this, but I, I'm fairly certain that, like, when when you're approaching, like, the TSA people, that there are pictures of things that you can't bring on. I want to say there's like a grenade on there or something there's like that. Any, like, there's obviously stuff that indicates explosive devices, <laughs> firearms. Rocket launcher falls right within that realm. Yeah. The man was stopped by police and told officials that he could bring the non-functioning launcher, or he couldn't bring the uh, lawn. Or no, I'm sorry. He could bring it on as a checked bag if he wanted to. You just can't oh. carry it on. Right. <laughs> Uh, the items were confiscated. He was able to catch his flight to Orlando. No realistic or replica weapons of a military nature are allowed onto airplanes. A former Southwest Florida doctor is facing some serious charges. Employee suspicions helped put 67-year-old William Robert Berkey behind bars on Monday. He had entered a CVS pharmacy store where he asked for help in uploading pictures from his phone to a photo kiosk. The report says the employee described Berkey as nervous and did not want the attendant to look at his phone and photographs. He printed and purchased the pictures along with cocoa butter and personal lubricant. Oh, my God. Yeah, the employee reported the incident, and the police looked into it. He returned again a few days later for more prints, and detectives confirmed the image were prepubescent female children. He was printing up child porn in CVS. So, again, thank God he's a lunatic, and thank God he was stupid enough to do this. But the amount of money, I mean, I'm not trying to give, you know, uh, Consumer tips to, to to pedophiles, but you could have gotten a printer. You, you know what? You again, let them keep doing it. They'll get caught. Yeah. Why correct it? Uh, they found more pictures at his home. By the way, one last story. This is really weird. You guys may have seen this. California Santa Anita racetrack has canceled races indefinitely to examine the track's dirt surface after twenty one horses have died in oh, the I last two months. Yeah. And the most recent death, a four-year-old horse was euthanized Tuesday after getting injured during training. Seven of the deaths took place during races on the dirt track, five on the turf course, and nine came during training on dirt. Uh, two major races have been scheduled for Santa Anita this weekend, including one for three-year-old Kentucky Derby hopefuls. But uh, the Do chief, op- any, any chief operating officer has canceled them. Any speculation as to what's <clears throat> causing this? Anything? No. No, they've tested the soil. They don't know what's going on, so they're trying to figure it out. But that's... That's an anomalous amount of horses to die in two months. And that is what I have in the B-File for you. We're going to take a break. We should probably come right back, Case. Don't you think so? We will return in just a moment, my friends. Make sure that you stay near. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. When you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. Did you guys know, and Nick brought me up to speed on this, but I had no idea that they have found dinosaur fossils at Valley Forge National Park. When Nick mentioned it was the first time I'd heard about this, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so what you're saying is during the Revolutionary War, yes. dinosaurs were engaging yeah. in the fighting. Well, and, yeah. th- well, there wasn't any fighting, but uh, George Washington rode a T-Rex. <laughs> yes. 
Is that what you're saying? Wow, that's big. that's what you're saying. I would think more like Velociraptor or something like that. You but... want, well, yeah, but you want oh, the, he's the he's general. general. Yeah, yes. you're not going to put him on a Velociraptor at six feet, six and a half. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like and Washington put, himself is about six feet three inches tall. The cavalry were yeah. on the uh, were on the velocity, but it raptors. paints a whole new picture of uh, you know the severity of what they went through. Right, it does. I mean, God, they had to deal with cold for crying well, out loud. Well, not only were they themselves hungry for food, but the when you're yeah, feeding they, your you T Rex, <laughs> it's not like you know the resources are scarce, scarce. in the winter time for uh, feeding. You have to prepare the meat, salt yeah. it so it can be stored. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right, but... All kinds of <laughs> issues. Yeah. And then but occasionally it... your T-Rexes will eat your horses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to feed them, man. Yeah. You, know, get... you don't want that happening. That's it. That's yeah. it. T-Rex uh, likes to hunt. What I didn't know until last year or something like that. Just like in the Revolutionary War. <laughs> I, I didn't know that Valley Forge was not a battleground. I didn't know it that, wasn't. that was, no, no. That no, it was, it was a, just yeah, a camp. It was a camp yeah, but it was, and obviously, it's, it's well known for the austerity of the, the winters that the uh, soldiers spent well, they, there. They, yeah, they got trapped in a really bad one. Well, they were surrounded and, by dinosaurs. <laughs> and, get out. We can't that, move. And that was the tragedy of that particular, uh, of that location, because a lot of people lost their yeah. lives. Froze to death. Horrible, horrible, painful deaths. But... Anyhow, yes, they they found fossils. Now they are not uh, bones and so forth, which is they're wallets. No, they're not wallets. <laughs> initially, that's what I thought when you told me, uh, Nick. But they're called, they're called trace fossils, and they're actually it's funny because the stones themselves weren't in Valley Forge National Park. Did you read that part of the article? No. They were bought in a quarry nearby and brought into the park a few years ago. Oh, wow. Oh. So so they're uh, part of a pathway, and then this person who was walking by, who happens to be a fossil expert, saw them, and the, the park itself is not disclosing exactly where they are. That's correct. Uh, because they don't want uh, it to be overrun so by... So if I'm reading you correctly, our own Revolutionary Army forces kept all of their dinosaurs Hidden in a quarry from the in British quarry. in a quarry. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't escape. You know what I mean? That is brilliant. Yeah. Well, we won the brilliant. War. Yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> let's let's call a spade a spade here. I we won. I didn't see the dinosaurs on the British side at all. Yeah. You know? No. Well, no. Yet. They mocked us. Right. Oh, they're dinosaurs. Somewhere, somebody has a conspiracy theory <laughs> that, that that a battle that never existed <laughs> at Valley Forge was won by the secret my weapon of dinosaurs. <laughs> Today we shall go into battle. Secret weapon. But our dinosaurs are so hungry, <laughs> they stumble along with civil war music. I, I don't. Civil we war don't music. have revolutionary Before war never music. Occurred. Revolutionary war battle that never occurred <laughs> involving... A general uh, and his dinosaur. Oh, here we go. Wait a minute, no. Casey. Dude, that's Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> oh, it's called Drum and Fife. <laughs> Drum and Fife yeah. by Smashing Pumpkins. a band Pumpkins. that didn't occur. That ought to do it. Yeah, yeah here's our Revolutionary War music. <laughs> My dearest wife, I'm here listening to Smashing Pumpkins. Away. Fortunately, my Brontosaurus has an MP3 player. <laughs> This has become the most bizarre scenario <laughs> ever created. It's like one of those fantasy shows you'd watch. Sid uh, Marty Croft would have on Saturday morning. <laughs> wow. But the fact remains, the Americans won the war. Yes, yeah. it does. So, so mock our dinosaurs if you want. So, yeah, Nick, yeah, these slabs were purchased in 2011 from a nearby commercial quarry, uh, and they appear indistinguishable. These, these are just bumps in the sandstone rock. Uh, the largest it's is just about a freaking bump. Nine inches. 
about nine inches long. So hikers, joggers, and dog walkers, they use a trail, and they are oblivious to what's right there as they're walking along. You mean to but, tell me that bump is a dinosaur? But the, the march drew the attention of a guy named Tom Stack, uh, and he is a volunteer park ambassador. He started working there in 2017, uh, and he has a background in geology and paleontology and recognized these, and they are approximately 210 million years old. Wow. They're known as uh, argillite. The, the rocks are uh, as being similar in age and type to fossil-bearing rocks used to construct a 1930s-era bridge on the Gettysburg battlefield about 100 miles away. Um, <clears throat> most of the tracks left in what were once muddy flats consisted of three-toed footprint, foot impressions from the early days of dinosaurs, although stacked... Uh, also found footprints from a non-dinosaur reptile relative of the modern-day crocodile as well. Okay. So when Paul Revere rode his Velociraptor through town. <laughs> yeah. And, well, you're, that's Boston, right? Yes. Yeah. 2F yeah. by yeah. C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the dinosaur that he rode was also stored locally at this quarry? Um, because I would have to imagine to keep the Brits from stealing our dinosaurs... You would have to have something a that's that's right that could contain the dinosaurs, and a right. quarry would be able to do that. But b would also be hidden from. I, I, I don't, you know, it's not like they're all over the place. I the only thing I know is they would have given him Paul Revere the fastest dinosaur <laughs> that, Raptor. that was available yeah. because uh, he had to get the word out immediately, and it'd be a, <laughs> you know, the noise they make. Yeah. <laughs> um. By the way, they said that. Uh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> that the largest, uh, the largest of the dinosaurs. Here comes General Washington. The largest of the dinosaurs would have been a uh, bipedal theropod that was about six to nine feet long and six to about four to six feet high. Well, that hardly seems suitable for a general. <laughs> But that was, you know, uh, uh, maybe there's one they haven't found yet. Uh, there are also distinctive patterns in the rock throughout the, uh, to be caused by, what? I know during oh, the thought to be caused by the cracking of dried mud and from the ripples of a lake near a river. There was a battle that took place, and this is actual historical fact, uh, okay. in Germantown, in fact, <laughs> right off of Germantown Avenue. And the historians say that during that battle, which was, uh, there was a, a building there where uh, there was a uh, British battalion, unbeknownst to Washington, they had a lot more troops in there than Washington knew. Mm. He was riding a stegosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> Those things aren't very fast. The, are they the ones with the... Uh, the big plated, uh, that's, a, that's a big pile of ass. Yeah, but you know what? Like, you needed oh, I'm to... I'm thinking of triceratops. No, no, you're right. That is triceratops. Yeah, okay. yeah. But they were vegetarian, so you needed to be safe. You needed to make sure that... Whatever you're riding wasn't going to eat you. you. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a built-in saddle. You know, you get yes. to the hole. Yeah, the horns. Plates. Fortunately, yeah. we were an agrarian society and mm-hmm. able to feed those triceratops. Right. Martha Washington grew weed. <laughs> My dearest husband, <laughs> I shall send you fruit and vegetables to feed your triceratops. <laughs> I hope the battle goes well for you. <laughs> I like this text. It says, "You guys make history. Come alive." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the National Park Service request... <laughs> Look, there it is. There's an actual artist illustration. Oh, my God. <laughs> this exists. This, this, now, the Kool-Aid man is in this picture. Yeah, it's, yeah but this... But tonight, this already existed. Our interns just found it. It's George Washington riding a triceratops. Yeah. It's nice to see Steve Irwin in that. <laughs> Osama Bin Laden. Wait, this isn't historically Robocop. accurate. No. Internet. 
Uh, so the National Park Service requested the exact location of the rocks not be publicized, like Nick had said, to help protect them from being damaged or removed. Uh, officials said visitors will be told about the rocks and how park resources are protected, but not where to find them. And the park, it's five square miles, but it has about 30 miles of trail in it. So mm. you may not ever know yeah, exactly right. where this is. Right. Uh, the dinosaur footprints uh, that Stack found are not unique or even particularly rare. and Or interesting. And don't add to the body of scientific knowledge about the creatures. They're just, you know... They're just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, the date from later in the they date from later in the Triassic period and before the Jurassic era. Era. So, era. Era. Uh, the uh, there was that active dig going on. I think it was behind like a like a Lowe's or a, a yeah, uh, Home Depot Jersey. in South Jersey. Yeah. And it's yielding a lot of uh, of artifacts. Correct. Yeah. Doctor Kenneth Lacavara. We've had him on the show a couple of times, and he's great. And he's really knowledgeable, and he was leading one of those digs. Over in South Jersey. Apparently, yeah, did he, he, say he found, like, the, the, the source of creation or something big like that? Yeah, I mean, yes. They, they found the Tesseract. They, yes. <laughs> Finally. That thing has caused so much unbelievable. By the way, this text says, uh, guys, my seven-year-old is correcting everything you're saying about dinos right now. <laughs> Nerd. Smart kid. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, so more than, uh, and I did not know this, more than 270 National Park Service properties contain... Some sort of paleontological resource from Dinosaur National Monument in Colorado and Utah to the uh, fossils scattered in rock used to build the Lincoln Memorial and Capitol Reflecting Pool in Washington, D.C. Aren't you fascinated by that stuff? And in this area, what kind of uh, dinosaur activity occurred in this area? I I mean, you know... I I know, I know, I know it's it's a long time ago, but to, to stand... Uh, in the area where, you know, the, the whole Walking with Dinosaurs series was phenomenal. Where they, they took different parts of the world and showed what they were like during the different periods. Yeah, It, it's just, it puts it in a time scope that just is, is almost incomprehensible. Uh, Rochelle's grandfather <clears throat> was a mayor of this town called Arnold, uh, Missouri. And he had helped, uh, they, they had found, they had discovered uh, these mastodon remains. Yes. And he had helped uh, facilitate and create a Mastodon Park uh, to make sure that all that stuff is preserved. They could play there. They could all where you can bring your Mastodon. <laughs> they can run around. You got to leash them though. They yes. got to sniff each other yeah, out yeah, first. Yeah. No, but they they had found these Mastodon bones, and uh, and so they created a park where it all that would be protected, and you could go see the, the so cool uh, the fossils and things, which is kind of interesting because I'm like. Mastodons in Missouri? Are you, uh, what the? I Soon no they'll make it decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> so I've been telling you guys about this book I've read, uh, uh, read called uh, uh, Short History of Nearly Everything. And they discovered these dinosaur bones in South Jersey in the late 1700s, early 1800s. But they didn't know that they were dinosaur bones because there hadn't been any real discoveries of what dinosaurs were at this yes. point. So they just found these massive bones in this marsh. Steve, they, they shipped them to um, the University of Pennsylvania and the museum, and they sat there untouched and undiscovered for 50 years. And then 50 years later, somebody finally put together that it was a thigh bone from a dinosaur. But they, this was a discovery made right in our area that sat in a basically in a warehouse in the University of Pennsylvania for nearly half a decade or half a century because people didn't know what it was. And, it, I, and I think about that type of stuff, like what's out there right now? That's, or that's that sitting in a... In a, in a, in a you in know, a Lowe's it, parking lot. In a Lowe's know? parking lot. Uh, there, the uh, if you go to our museum of natural history, which is fascinating, we got to get a little a tour behind the scenes where they store a lot of this stuff, and there are things that they're just sitting there waiting to be researched. Yeah. 
that could yield incredible information. Hey, what was you were telling me last night about uh, they have a repli- replica <clears throat> at the uh, at the Smithsonian? Well, I think it's the Museum of Natural History in New York. Nick, if you oh, can New look York. it up, okay. it's, it's, it's yeah. a current <clears throat> rendering of what they they with all of the information they've been gleaning over the years, what they believe the most current representation of what T Rex looked like, and it appears to have. Like fur um, on its head, like a like a, a bristly hair. It was like a crew cut. Yeah, it almost looked like a crew cut. Really? When, you, when you T-Rex s- looked like Drew Carey. When you said that to me, the first thing that popped in my mind was, you know the movie Weird Science? At the end when Chet turns into the block, <laughs> to that creature, he's, yeah. got, he's got this little crew cut. <laughs> yeah, here, look at this. immediately what I thought of. And Steve, you're right. It's the oh. uh, Natural History Museum in wow. uh, in New York. Okay. So that that's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. That does look like Chet. You know what I do love is uh, T-shirts that make fun of the T-Rex's little bitty arms. Yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. they've discovered <laughs> is the arms were probably even smaller. Yeah. If you look at this rendering, like these, nipples. Are, these are like nipples. These yeah. are these are clamp nipples. Yeah. So your theory that uh, that they lost their wallet there is probably right because they, they couldn't, couldn't pick get it, it up. out of their back pocket. <laughs> Poor T-Rex. Big mouth and little arms. But, but but what a mouth. But did you have any idea the, there was this level of um, no. hair of this? No, it's it, kind of like interesting. Elephant looks, hair. It looks like the patch on uh, Casey's lower back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of wiry and uh, scattered. There for no reason. <laughs> yeah, no, and there for no reason. So uh, very, very interesting. Um, and and I, if you ever do travel out west and go to some of these uh, national parks and so on, I remember when we were in... Uh, like New Mexico and Arizona, yeah. they've got uh, fossil stuff all over the place. There are active digs all the time, and there's one area in uh, in particular in Arizona where you can go, you pay, and you basically become an active member of the no, no kidding of the uh, the team, the dig team. You have to obviously follow their rules and and uh, you know their what they what they want you to do as far as preserving things, but it's kind of cool. By the way, did you see this couple on uh, uh, 6ABC had the story uh, not that long ago, and I think they lived in Fishtown, uh, and for some reason or another, they had a small plot of a, of a yard. You know, you don't have yeah. much land in the city, uh, but they were, I don't know why they were digging in the yard, and they found something, found like a bottle or something like that. Turns out they had a privy yeah. On yes. the property. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they started digging it up and they're finding all kinds of uh all kinds of material in there that the, that is historical in Was there. it a not your average listener that we had in here yes. about yeah, about excavations in the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and in fact like within that when they they started doing the dig for the the Comcast building which is now almost yeah. complete the second one, mm-hmm. they were checking out stuff in there. Then the amazing stuff that they're finding. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh there's a lot of it buried around here. <laughs> uh I have another what Nick? The T-shirt that says "Worst Drummer Ever" and it's just a T-Rex sitting behind the drum set, uh, looking at the sad look on his face. I love those. I love those. That not your average listener was Joe Bonaventura, and he digs uh, into privy pits. Okay, yeah, you can learn a lot about uh, fossilized poop. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to be learned. That's why I keep saving mine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. Here's here's another uh, story germane to our area and or, Tito, Tito, as you say. <laughs> uh, so there's a Joe's Steaks. Has created a um, a special cheese stick, um, and I, I do not approve. Uh, but <laughs> what violation has it? Instead of committed. a roll, they are using pound cake. Are they using Stocks pound cakes? Yes. Okay. Stocks That's Bakery pound silly. cake. 
Uh, so that's why it's served. Is that the one we had in here that weighs like 15 pounds? It is like so yummy. the most famous pound cake in, in all of Philadelphia. And, you know, uh, a lot of delis in the area will... We'll buy them, and actually, they use them as uh, fundraisers as well. Yeah, um, I believe. And listen, I'm not beating yeah. up on Joe's. I no, just, no, no. I just don't think it would taste well. I, I mm. think you. I think you have. We had that pound cake. It is sensational. Mm. I think you uh, subvert the taste of that pound cake, and it could be a, a totally fine, in fact, great cheesesteak. But I don't think you need. You're robbing from both. Yeah. Mm. I also, I'm, you know, just judging by the picture that I saw. I thought the slabs of the pound cake were too thick for the sandwich because they're really thick. Really, really, really thick. It's like, yeah. it's like Valley Forge dinosaur thick. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pointed out that the T-Rex would actually have to have hair in order to survive the cold winters at That's Valley right. Forge. Yeah. Okay. That's why quite often you've seen those those oil paintings of General Washington curled up with his T-Rex. Right, yeah. Man, you nature know? thought of everything. Yeah. My dearest I, wife. I didn't even know that. I am able to derive warmth. <laughs> From the fur on my T-Rex. We curl often at night and I describe you in my thoughts. And he purrs. By the way, T-Rex purrs. Okay. Life finds a way. Uh, you can get the uh, the pound cake cheesesteak uh, every Tuesday in March. Um, and I, I don't know what all comes on it, but uh, it's when- cheesesteak meat. You know, you get steak and and cheese and I don't don't think that goes with pound cake. During the Civil War. Yes. During uh, the Gettysburg Address when Lincoln climbed (laughs) atop of the Allosaurus. (laughs) Oh, they were still around during the Civil War? I thought they they were extinct by the time we got (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole new... uh, I mean, they were obviously evolution was taking place. Sure, sure. Civil War dinosaurs. Yeah, the the, the pterodactyls were gone by then. Absolutely, air battles out of the question. (laughs) Real quick though, (laughs) if you were to take a couple of different Philadelphia food staples and put them together, what would make the most sense? Like a soft pretzel, well, rolled cheesesteak, or pretzel bread, like uh, the the uh, well. Philadelphia Pretzel Company has done riffs, a sandwich riffs oh, yeah. that ha- are done that. terrific. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, don't you love the pretzel bread uh, for for rolls? They're just ter- sure. yeah, yeah, wonderful uh, taste. The Philadelphia Chichi. So you got that's what could be the name. Yeah. So, so you got uh, you have pretzels, you have cheesesteaks. What else would you throw into that? Uh, gum, gum, gum. A, t- a tasty cake. <laughs> a tasty cake. Uh, no, yeah, tasty cakes. Okay. Um, what else? I mean, Goldberg's uh, pea uh, pea juice, uh, peanut <laughs> peanut juice, different. What's peanut the, peanut the pea juice on my? Skip that. Can I get it without the pea juice? I say pea. I juice. can't think of any other other, you know, worldly known good guy <laughs> stuff. stuff. Uh, well, is the roast pork? That's not uh, Philadelphia. Listen, we have had roast pork roll. A pork roll. All right, and so let's take. Dunk- how about? How about? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, scrapple. Scrapple, mm. not really Philly, more Pennsylvania. I know what you're saying, but yeah, mm-hmm. that could be. That's Germain. Oh, there we go. Yeah, see that word. <laughs> I mean, that's Tito to this area. <laughs> All right, Steve. Here's a dessert idea for you from the text board: a soft pretzel with tasty cake icing. Yeah. Yeah. Soft pretzel with which, tasty which, you know icing. what I see? Okay. Uh, if you watch the Goldbergs, you see um, um, the dad always putting pretzels in milk. 
That's his yeah. snack. I, I we, have, used to, we used to uh, I tried that. Uh, put saltines, uh, like cr- crunch them up in a, in a cup and then pour milk in. Hmm. And then I, I ate that as a kid. My dad ate it as well. Really? What's the and taste? Then I waited sweet years, and years later, and I'm like, well, I haven't had that ages. Let me try that again. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> right? You, but you see him, and he's always <laughs> he's crunching up pretzels and putting it in milk. That's another conversation. Something you loved as yeah. a kid. Some bizarre Franken food like that. And you try it now and just, You're oh, like, oh, oh. It's not really. How was I thinking? Franken food is kind of like a grandma treat, but uh, Steve makes a joke about it sometimes. Ambrosia. Oh yeah. I, I thought that was the greatest thing. Like Did I thought you? that was the best dessert ever. And same thing. Like I tried no. it years later. I was like, what? Is I wonder if this? I'd still like a, a similar to Ambrosia is Watergate salad. You ever had that? No. Uh-uh. Um, it's green. It tastes wonderful. It's lovely. Um, <laughs> so good you leave office. Yeah, Watergate salad is another. It's it's Ambrosia like, but I think it's got like a like a pistachio flavor. Like, you ever have G. Gordon okay. Liddy pudding? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't like Jello, Kathy. So I can never do the Ambrosia. Thing. Did that have Jello in it? Oh, what am I thinking of? I don't know. I, it, it might have. It, it was ambrosia? just a bunch yeah. of gross no. stuff. No, Ambrosia's got a lot of pineapple in it. Pineapple and ma- little Kathy, marshmallows. There might be coconut in there too. There, there was. There yeah. was like um, little shredded uh, strips. Do of you coconut. remember the, yeah. do you remember the comedian uh, Tony Fields? No. Okay, so she's a large woman. She was you know big and and body, and that was her whole thing. So she had a recipe that swept the nation for ambrosia. And my neighbor, I'm, oh, you have to go over and try the Tony Fields ambrosia. And it, and I was like, that was her thing all the time. She was always at the, almost for you, every time you went over there, at the door with a spoonful of this crap. Yeah. It was horrible. Shoving okay. it in your mouth. Case, I think um, you were talking about what, what Preston said, the Watergate salad. Did that have jello in it, Preston? No, I'm thinking of like, a, what's the, it's basically what Aunt, um, who do you call it? Made in uh, Christmas vacation. Oh, with the with the cat that's food. A jello mold. Yeah, that's, that's a jello, jello mold. Just a mold. That's just jello, that's and, that and you put fruit in it. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's not ambrosia. Yeah, no, ambrosia is better than that. Okay. And by the way, there was a band called Ambrosia. Yes, there was. What song did they have? <laughs> Come on. You're the only one I ever dreamed of. I knew it from the start. Is that it? Yeah. That's what yeah. you were singing, I think. Yeah. So, How much I feel in biggest part of me? How much oh. I feel, oh. feel for, for you, baby. baby. How much I feel, feel for you, girl. Well, they tour- That's it. Yes. They toured Orleans with- did the other song I right. was singing, so sorry. No, no, they tour- toured with Alan Parsons, get my back. Bruce Hornsby, and Michael McDonald. Wow. Huh. Ambrosia. <laughs> All right. On the Revolutionary Dinosaur Tour. Yes. <laughs> we haven't had a break like this in a while. No, no, no. If I'm enjoying this. If you're a British soldier and you hear that coming, oh my god, you are running for no, the hills. You're going back and making sure this news gets back to the king. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I wanted okay. to point out, Preston, that several people suggested a Franken food for Philadelphia, which was probably fairly disgusting, but I, I'm intrigued by it, which is a slice of Lorenzo's. Wrapped around a cheesesteak. It's yeah, called the, a Philly taco. The Philly taco. Oh, that uh, people are texting in okay. about that. Yeah, Giuseppe, my neighbor, owns Lorenzo's, and he is going to he's going to make that. Well, I don't want to give this away. He told maybe it's a secret. He's yeah. gonna, that he's, might be. A, he's not going to do this. No, it might be a menu item down the road. Okay, so I'll just let you know about Which that. Means it will. Uh, do you have a price point on that? Uh, no, <laughs> no. But he told me about it. So uh, yeah, they. Uh, uh, it takes a special person to eat one of those. But that that would be. 
That's about right. Like yeah. yesterday's uh, the the burger from you know yeah Wells Fargo. I, I love. I call it like stunt food yeah. where yeah. you um yeah they're they're just you have to try it. Chris. Yeah, I've got two for you. One a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore, but they were doing candy cake sliders, so they were using tasty cake candy cakes as buns oh. or like a cheeseburger. Okay. Um, and then uh, mm. there's a restaurant called Craftsman's Row that does the brotherly love milkshake that has Hershey's chocolate, peanut butter chews, tasty cake, cupcake, and candy cake mashed in it with peanut butter and an Amish pretzel stick. That's it, better. It's massive, Laura. isn't it? That's better. Yes. Yeah. And okay. you can put vodka in it. I'm, I actually, <laughs> and you can put vodka in it. <laughs> Nick, I'm very intrigued by the idea of like putting butter sc- uh, scotch crimpet Icing on like a Philly soft pretzel. Yeah. Great minds, Casey. Yeah. That's, that's well, exactly of, what I was thinking. One of those pretzel companies gives you a dip, and it's sort of like a icing type dip. Well, Philly Pretzel Company has a ton of dips okay. that you yeah. can do now. Yeah. yeah, and some of them are sweet, which yeah. is kind of different if you're looking for something different. Yeah, I love uh, when. Oh wait a minute! Pre- what pretzels are fresh? They're awesome. We have a uh, we have a an Ambrosia uh, <laughs> tour alert. I'm going to go to Scott. <laughs> really? What Scott? You're on the air. <laughs> hey, good. good. What's up, man? Uh, they're actually playing live in Disney World in two weeks. Ambrosia? No Ambrosia. Do we have it in the system case? Can we act- oh, we can. Disney, thanks for your call, by the way, Scott. Uh, Disney and uh, Universal Studios will hire bands of that level. Yeah. They had a couple hits, and 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 I remember I was at uh, I was at Universal, and like, uh, Ario Speedwagon was playing that night. Ario so I was like, Speedwagon, yeah, I'll sure. Check it out. Ambrosia, sure. There it is. Uh, by the way, somebody says we need to make a revolutionary dinosaur tour 1976 T-shirt. <laughs> yes, with right. ambrosia. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, right. Like oh, retro yeah. style T-shirt. Absolutely. You know? Can can our magic people behind our <laughs> graphics department get started yeah. on that, please? Uh, it's the T-Rex. <laughs> Maybe T-Rex would be the the headlining oh, act, yeah. and ambrosia could be the sure. opening because uh, T-Rex was a band, obviously. <laughs> Okay, well, anyhow, if you're headed through Valley Forge National Park, a uh, national historical park, I should say. Is it the Blarney Stone? Make, no, not the Blarney <laughs> Stone. Uh, there are dinosaur prints. They are called trace fossils, but they're not. Are they in frames or not? No, 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 they're not. And they're not indicating exactly oh, they're footprints. where they are, but uh, they, they are indeed in and around that area. I thought it was kind of interesting. We're going to take a break. We need yeah. to take a break. Uh, we need to. Case, give me some beer. <laughs> I need something to give away right now. We'll take. Um, where is the beer? It's uh... caller number eighteen. I'm going to set you up with Yards Brawler. Give you a case of it. You can go a few rounds of Brawler, the Philly beer that with uh, knockout flavor. Uh, look for it in the orange case wherever you find uh, fine beers, wherever they're sold, including the beer guys in Havertown. Two one five two six three WMMR. Caller number eighteen. You are good to go. We're going to return uh, with a good friend of ours, Brittany, from uh, many times in our totally office calendar, and she's on TV with the show Very Cavallari. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. 
If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping, visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize this week. Chance for you to win a golf package. I know it's kind of hard to imagine right now with still inches of snow on the ground, but... Uh, we have a golf package at Killington Resort and Vermont, which I'm intrigued by. I should, uh, I should have now. Number one, I've never been skiing there before. Yeah, uh, but I would love to go. I've never been to Vermont ever. Ever? And I hear ever? I hear it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's, it's great. No, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. No, that's Ithaca. Ithaca oh, that's is, Ithaca, New York. Ithaca I'm is sorry. Gorgeous. All right, um, but it is beautiful. The only problem with uh, how beautiful it is is you you have to leave New Hampshire to get to Vermont, and New Hampshire. <clears throat> Is gorgeous, is absolutely it's beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, okay. yeah. And yeah. you have to leave there to get to Vermont. Yeah. So, so. When the first time I well, did, you have to leave here to get there. Yeah, I know. But like you're when I was, I'm driving, a travel expert. <laughs> when I was driving there, uh, we were driving through New Hampshire, and I was like, "This is." I, I'm like, I don't gorgeous. know. I don't know why I'm leaving here right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyhow, we're gonna. Why give am that, I not wearing pants? We're gonna give that away. No, uh, to I was me. wrong. We're going to give that away tomorrow. You're wrong about what? It was the other way around. Preston, I apologize. I misspoke. Yeah, you have to leave Vermont to, to get, get to New Hampshire. That's what I, I thought the yeah. geography. I'm not. I ain't that smart. You can actually leave either one of those states to the get to the other one. You could. You know, know. As but, per the Dinosaur Act of 1778. I think what Casey's saying, if you're headed north. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they're right next to each other. Okay. Well, you cannot leave one to get to the other. That's absurd. The Dinosaur Act of what? 1778. <laughs> No man shall leave New Hampshire for Vermont, but you can leave Vermont for New Hampshire. All right. um, Marissa, Stone cold fact. Marissa has tried multiple times to get a hold of our guest. So the problem is I've spoken with our guest. Our, for some reason, phone lines are not able to dial out to her right now. So okay. we are waiting for her. To dial in. To dial in. So hey, Was that a byproduct of the near calamity we had this morning with the system going down? Ooh, I don't think so. Okay, we had we had to we had to uh, run and gun early this morning because the entire board crapped out. So herein lies the conundrum: if oh. I start talking about something and then she gets on board, then we have to stop. Oh wait, Marissa just gave me the thumbs up. We have her now. Kaflabin. Okay. All right. So season two of Very Cavallari uh, is on Sundays on E at 10 p.m. Uh, and the new season returned on March 3rd. And one of the people that's on the show is one of our calendar girls. And, if you, hey, listen, if you're in our calendar, you're a member of the family forever. That's the way it works. And Brittany's done multiple appearances in our calendar. And she's like, she's a big wig here. I, I've been watching, I watched the entire first season. I've watched the uh, the new episodes. I'm not a big reality show person, but Brittany's in it. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the show a lot. Okay, <laughs> let's get her on. Brittany Taylor, everybody. Hey! Hi, Brittany. Hey guys! Oh my gosh, I, I feel like I've been it's like a blast from the past. Yes, and look <laughs> at you now. You're now living in Nashville. You're working with Kristen yeah. Cavalieri, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running a business. Who knew? So the the name of the business is is Uncommon James, and 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 uh-huh. and you. So the the it's a reality show based around her, Kristen Cavalieri from the Hills. Putting together this—it's almost like um, Gwyneth Paltrow has goop, you know, curated jewelry and lifestyle stuff, 
and it's uh, yeah. you know it's 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 a reality show. But listen again, I'm not I'm, I don't watch these things, but you were on it, so so I yeah. have to admit. And Jay's, and Jay's on it, so like you, I mean, it's like kind of a dude show. Yeah, you know? Jay Cutler. Like right, right. So it is cool. So, but but I mean. Uh, we were talking about this before you were about to to sign on, and uh, so what's it like to be on a very popular reality show now on E and have all this extra extra attention thrown at you? Um, it's it's a lot of pressure. Actually. <laughs> it's a little nutty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just talking to a girl yesterday because um, you know, with the season starting, it's supposed to just like die down. But as far as like. So your actual work is fine. So it, it, it works out because the cameras aren't there every single day, which takes a lot of, like, it, I mean, it takes a lot of time and effort to, like, you know, get up in the morning and look yeah. good versus just coming to work and getting stuff done. But once it shows up, um, you know, it, literally it's, like, our second holiday season. So, you know, we, I mean, our numbers are up, like, like 330%, like, some, like on one brand, 2,000% on another brand. So orders come in every Sunday and Monday. Um as soon as the season starts so it's it's literally like another broom season for us and it's it's insane so you're actually work like you're actually working and, and running this business and it's not just the show yeah i mean which is crazy my aunt actually came and visited me in nashville a couple of weeks ago and one of them was like oh my god you have an office and i was like no yeah this is this is real life guys like it's not fake okay. yeah no i mean <laughs> i mean because the, the deal is you can see because because she she invested uh, uh Kristen herself invested in this business and it's 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 a trendy sort of thing. She you know she has tons of fans who poured it over from the hills, which she was on. So she's always like, always kept this kind of um, high profile stuff. Yeah. So these got like you know the fish tank dudes. They really do that. Yeah. It's, it's you know. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really their job. Right. Right. So people are actually yeah. working at these things. Yeah. I mean, you would be surprised about how many people come into a store and they see myself or one of the other girls and their like their reaction is like oh my god it, it makes it it's, it's funny because it validates them like coming in and then they'll buy like 12 things because they get excited but right it, it's hilarious that like you know there's such a i mean there's such a because it, it too i mean it, it is reality tv so some things are a little like emphasized or mm-hmm. over- enhanced sculpted they call it so, like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not it's, real reality yeah right so some, uh, i mean some people don't know what is real and what's not so i think it's like okay so let's just assume everything's fake until we see them and let's and then as soon as they see us they're asking us every single question in the book like you know this really happened are you guys friends are you and your boyfriend still together and it's 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 a little like it's great but it's also kind of nutty that people are so invested in your life like after seeing one um season which is great so we just found out like ratings as far as ratings go like our show is just behind the kardashians so i'm more nervous. <laughs> no, yeah, I, awesome. I, I couldn't do that type of thing. We we have been we have been approached on on more than one occasion to possibly you know do a pilot for a a reality show here at MMR in our stu- in our show and what it's about. And we were like, mm, no, don't I don't do think it. so. It's just <laughs> it's it. We already work. Yeah, uh, during the the hours of the of the program, and then it would be more work outside. And our, our most interesting stuff is on the show anyway. But I mean, yeah. what you're doing. So and I, I sit there and I watch. And I, I'm really. I mean, we're all really proud of you because the the company is taking off from first. And I I kid you not. I've seen every second of the show, uh, Brittany. So, uh, the first season you had a small group, and now I think what you've like tripled your staff. Yeah. So uh, I started I, when I started with Kristen. Um, we literally started out of her office in her house. Like that's not a joke. And there yeah. was only three of us, and now we have ninety employees. Ninety um, employees. So I, from, so I went from being essentially my job role was 
to babysit everybody else and make sure the job was getting done to yeah. um, being the director of operations. So it's, 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 I've literally like, I mean, it, the growth in one year has been insane personally and professionally. So no, it's, it's, it's so cool to see it because uh, you, you know, and then obviously you look, you look fantastic on the show. They, you know, they have you guys wearing these incredible fashions and all this stuff. But then you have like this season, is it true? Is it, is it Tim McGraw is opening up a gym next to you guys? <laughs> Yeah, that's our and that's already open. So it's already it's, open. It's yeah. cool. I mean, but Nashville's Nashville's kind of like that though, and I think um, anybody who's visited Nashville can uh, can attest to it. Like even down Broadway, like the bars. You know, you have Jason Aldean, you have Luke Bryan, you have Blake Shelton. They're all opening up, like you know, bars or restaurants or um, retail stores. Like I think Jesse James Decker just opened one too. So it's like that. It's not actually. It's not out of the ordinary that someone big would open something and. Um, it's just great that the area that we're in, we decided on it one because it was, it was cheap rent because really the business came before the reality show. So right. when we realized we were moving, we were like, okay, well, we, we, you know, we don't know how much it's going to happen. Like Kristen literally has fears of people not showing up every day for, you know, as far as customers go. So we didn't get into like, we got into an up and coming area where rent was a little bit better. Um, and then now that's building. And so, you know, now Tim McGraw's next door. I think Marley Cyrus is putting in a, a, a restaurant or she's, she's, uh, you know, partnering in a restaurant or something like that next to, next to that. And then um, across from us is like um, a really cool jazz club. And it's like, it's, it's, it's great to see Nashville is such a like little big town. So it's nice to see like, um, no, it's huge. Like, I mean, as far as like Philadelphia, like seeing districts build. Yeah. As far know? as the music industry goes, it's, it's certainly a, a nexus right now. And the fact that you have it as, as a hotspot, it's well depicted on the show, but you're like, you're all the stuff is happening around you guys. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, and then I date a, a guy who's he's directly in the country music world, so it's it, it's it's a fun change of of life. I've definitely like did not expect um, to follow the family trend and date musicians. But yes, <laughs> but you did, Brittany. I'm actually coming to uh, Nashville in May, so I want to. Yeah. Start- <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, it's okay to do it on the show. So yeah, but not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! It, it'll be oh, yes. No. Yeah. Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Definitely come. I, I, and, like, let's hang out. It, that's the cool thing in Nashville. Like, there's so much stuff to do. Like, I'm sure you, you have plans, but, like, we'll have to, have to take you around. So, Brett, are you making, like, millions of dollars now? Uh, not that much. <laughs> but I'm getting there. You're getting there. You are poised, too. Nice. I mean, this. You're if you're where you you are in this in this company, you have an entire show that supports a product line. This is what propelled the Kardashians all there. I mean, look at freaking Kylie Jenner's a billionaire now. Mm-hmm. And that was that was firmly planted on the back of an already built-in audience of consumers. She's got um she's I find her uh, uh Kristen uh, Cavallari to be I was like I, I was pretty standoffish about her on the hills, but the fact is seeing her at home with her husband Jay. Listen, I know it's not real, real, but it seems she seems nice and she seems friendly with you. She seems very supportive of you. So I yeah, I, I give her my biggest support system for sure. All right, so cool. And I know that they fired. Uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but people do get fired. There's a lot going on on the show. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. If me who hates reality TV shows enjoys it. Uh, I think people should check it out as well here. So congratulations. It's awesome. Yeah. Guys, I know. Next time I come to Philly, I'll have to stop in. Okay, yes. Yeah, for sure. Right. And Kathy's going to come hang with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, te- I'll text you. Let's do big. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. It's a <laughs> uh, new episode Sunday, 10 p.m. on a very Cavallari, and it's Brittany Taylor. Hey. Brittany Taylor. Hey. See you, Brett.
Bye. 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 All right. So awesome, man. Yeah, I'm happy she's doing well. I'm going to watch it. (laughs) I'm kidding you not. She's really entrenched in this company that is zipping along. Somebody texted in and said, is she the one with big cans that wanted to make video games? Yes. Yes. That's That's her. That's her. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, retail stuff, I thought this was kind of strange, interesting, um, but Kohl's is about to do this very unique thing. They are going to try and draw in customers by shrinking their stores and leasing out space to gyms. Their latest partner is Planet Fitness. They've actually done this. Yeah. They've done a few of them, and they're it's working out. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, let, no, no pun intended. I should see what I did there, <laughs> but it, but it is, uh, it, it is. They're they're again, as you said, they're shrinking their actual yep. store f- of space, and so what they get is they get the people who are coming to work out, or or they they see they can kill huh. the proverbial two birds at one stone, and not only that, but they're also going to do it with uh, some supermarkets as well. That seems weird, isn't yeah, it? Though it I seems, thought that was odd. Yeah. I, it just doesn't. I mean, texturally, it's. Does not make any sense whatsoever. I like convenient. Kohl's. It's convenient. I yeah. like Kohl's too. Yeah, yeah, my mom loves Kohl's. All the Kohl's cash and all that stuff. But, yeah, um, you save fifty nine thousand dollars in Kohl's cash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're doing it. They're gonna they're gonna put in Planet Fitness next to ten of its stores this uh, no, within yeah, this year. Um, well, kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if the experiment takes off, Kohl's could expand the partnership to more locations. They're teaming up with Planet Fitness. Uh, Michelle uh, Gass, uh, latest creative tactic to court the customers. Uh, last year, they announced a pilot program with uh, the supermarket chain Aldi uh, to lease out space at up to 10 stores. They have more than 1,100 locations around the country. I didn't know they had that many. No, neither did I. Uh, the retailer faces pressure from Amazon and rivals online, as well as growing discount chains like TJ Maxx and Marshalls. So if you if you uh, connect to something that people actually have to leave the house for or that are more inclined to leave the house for, yeah. then you can tie in to them on that consumer level. I think that's kind of... The, the the idea, Steve, listen, you've, you're more than likely the majority of people are going to leave to go work out, uh, whereas, um, you know, just to shop online, it's, yeah. you don't have to go anywhere, but here, I'm already out, I'll just walk into Kohl's, I'll get what I need, and boom, I'm done. You're basically looking for where they are captive. That's why I think, mm-hmm. honestly, Kohl's should uh, actually get involved with the penal system as well. And Those sub- people aren't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere, and they're locked in shoppers. What about like <laughs> a like a, an emergency hospital, too? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like next to the like ER, ER yeah, if you're, around, while you're yeah. waiting, yeah. Like an and you're so you know, you hold the bandage on your your bleeding cut and walk yeah. around and shop. Uh, Kohl's hopes that customers will head to Planet Fitness for a workout and visit Kohl's next door to buy new jeans or a top. Uh, so, along those lines, did you see? I think it's Marshalls is now going to have an online store. No. So, like, whereas stores like that, you kind of go in, you get the discounted products. It's, like, what they have, and, yes. and that's that. They don't yep. really keep track of their inventory. Um, so I find it kind of odd. I'm not really sure how they're going to do it. I think TJ Maxx already does it. But... Do you, do you, Kathy, do you know anybody who uses, the, like, the Walmart uh, thing where you, they, they order online, and then they go, they go they drive to the area, and they walk out and give them the thing? Oh, like, yeah, where they just deliver it to them, you mean? No, no. They, there's, they like park curbside their pickup? curbside, curbside pickup. Yeah. To me, it's Target like... Target does it, too. Yeah, so I've done why it wouldn't you just have it sent to you? you know, Maybe you get wait. it faster. Maybe and you and if you're wait. not I mean, a red they, they card can... holder, then you don't get... Sometimes you don't get free shipping. I ordered my toilet bidet at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow, uh, yesterday morning and had it by but like you're pri- 5. But you're prime. And, and oh, we're not okay. used to okay. what... Because some of the things won't ship that quick. So uh, maybe it's they need it today. I don't well, know. Well, 
Or you can also find it, you'll, you'll see that it's in stock right now. And you can go get it today. You know? All right. But, but you can... And if it's something you really need, you order it. You don't have to worry about getting there, and the the product is gone, and they can have it for you. And I guess they save on shipping because they'll also offer um, deals. Like you'll get a fifteen dollar. I just got one from Target, a fifteen dollar gift card because I purchased and picked it up in the store instead of having it shipped to my house. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So All right. I just thought that was an odd pairing, but Steve, the way you put it, that makes sense. Uh, that they're going to try that out. So Planet Fitness and Coles and Aldi. And Coles, I think the Aldi thing probably has something to do with, you know, like Target and Walmart. Having supermarkets built. groceries. It's actually a smart idea, again, yeah. because those are more people are inclined to purchase their actual groceries at yeah. going at the to the store <laughs> as opposed to, I'm going to buy these bananas online. Right. And Steve, right. how many times have you come to work, you knew you had to work out later on that day, and you forgot to bring your, your gear with you? And went and picked, picked, picked yes. up. Yes. Could I've you done. Steve if buys you... new workout clothes at least <laughs> once a week. I do. I do. I go buy him a Lord and Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on the way to the That's gym. Pricey too. No, yeah. it's, the discount stuff is you know you just they get discount the stuff? rack by the back. It's yeah, no go problem. to the discount yeah, rack. Yeah. Okay. You can find something. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a quick follow up story, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, but uh, remember the guy from Oregon? He got trapped in his car for five days and ate Taco Bell fire sauce. Yes, and he and he uh, was able to sustain that on that. Uh, Taco Bell has taken notice, and they are giving him free food for a year. Free food for a year. See, yes. Now, that's a great way to access something in the news yep. and parlay it. They said in a statement, uh, we're very glad that Jeremy and his dog, Allie, are okay. Uh, we know our sauce packets are amazing, but this takes it to a whole new level, and we're in touch with Jeremy to have him uh, have... S- and have sent him a well-deserved care package, a year's supply of Taco Bell. You know what they should do? They should carry it even a little bit further and have, just for the hell of it, out in some remote areas in that, for, just have a small yes. Taco Bell kiosks <laughs> with already, for, for survival. In the middle of nowhere? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Do, there, you know that you go in, if you go in five miles or whatever, <laughs> there is a always heated mm-hmm. Taco Bell shelter. shelter. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Exactly. Taco shelter. Taco shelter. Um, yeah. Run for the shelter. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So what would you classify as a year supply for Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Casey, I was wondering the same thing. Like if this guy's got friends and family, um, are they included in this year supply? Can he bring in his buddies? I'd say a burrito a day. Every I'd day. say like three That's, meals a day. Wow. I mean, okay. if Good it, Lord. Well, if you if you really want to step up and uh, take care of this guy for a year, no one no one uses the uh, the Nick curve system of of food for because that that I'm not saying I would eat three burritos from Taco Bell a day. I'm saying if Taco Bell wants to step up and hook this guy up, you've seen hook up his family, you know, his friends. You've seen people so like like buffets for you said it was never ending, Mm -hmm. and I mean they there's. There is a limit. So usually you perceive it as like one of their main products, one of those per day. Yeah, like the never-ending pasta pass, if you right. you know. Um, people will buy that, and maybe they'll go to um, Olive Garden for, you know, like once a week or whatever. And then other people go there for lunch and dinner and sit there forever, yeah. you know. So you ask the question, what do you think the answer, what's your answer to uh, Taco Bell for a year? For a year. Um I think it's you have a gold card and you can go there. However, you can go three times a day. You go three times a day. Three times a day. All you want. All you want. Three times a day. Every Mm -hmm. day for a year. I'm with you. Yeah. 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 Marissa. So I found an old contest that Taco Bell did in 2014, giving away. Oh no, this is a lifetime. 
They gave away a lifetime? Wow, a whole lifetime? Well, so they were giving away a lifetime supply, and it was $10,000 gift card based on consuming $216 worth of Taco Bell each year. $260 so, is how much is your average right? taco? So, $216 well, a uh, year. Taco's like a buck something now. So that's actually, that would get you on your way. Yeah, that'd be, you know... Most of the year, if you count one taco per day, no, I would then say that's not who, ta- who Two, does one taco? Though. That'd be half yeah. a year. I would know, say like... no less than three tacos a day. <laughs> yeah, no, no less... I think it's one, it's one meal a day. So how about yeah. and maybe about... that's three tacos, but it's one meal. Three meals a day, ten tacos proceeding. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the family twenty pack. Exactly. They still sell that. I don't know. We used yeah. to get it. That was like a treat for us. Oh my us. god! Oh my yes. god. Yes. Yes. When they had family packs like that. Every time I, I leave, like, uh, like Zoe's kitchen, it looks like I have a steamer trunk. For, because, listen, I, but when they would do those huge packs and just know, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken used to do it. They Remember, Preston, they would have these, like, multi-bucket deals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was like, it was like a food orgy. Yeah. Well, and it was made for large families. Large consumption. Decadent. Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy's getting it for a year. Whatever that uh, translates to, uh, they're taking him. Uh, by the way, can I have a? Uh, uh, can I read a text? Sure. It says, uh, "I'm 60. I'm a rocker, and I love Ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> Their albums are Wait. very good. And former lead singer David Pack has a fantastic voice. And he goes on for a while. He's just checking in from that conversation. Okay. A while ago. It happens sometimes. You have to think about it. Should I write? Should I not? Yeah. What case? Well, Should you... I defend Ambrosia? Should I not? But... When he said that and you read it, I thought he was talking about the food. And the not food. The band. No, yeah. it's the band actually. Okay. <laughs> We should take a break. We'll come back in a second. More weird stuff on the way. The Bizarre File is up next, and we'll have it for you. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. You're in see more at WMMR.com. Keyboard Local Shots. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, do you want to hang out with uh, Brent Selleck at Worldwide Stereo? Check out some awesome audio and video equipment. Maybe watch a movie, eat some food. It's called a mandate. And we are doing this. Brent stopped by yesterday. Was it yesterday or day before? Day before. Day before yesterday. And uh, we set this whole thing up, and it's easy for you to do it. Both Steve Morrison and Casey Boy are going to be hosting this event. It is March 20th at Worldwide Stereo in Ardmore. If you're interested, go to WMMR.com. Click on Contest. You'll find it right there. And just tell us why you want to win, why you want to hang out with uh, Brent Sella. So the, the structure is going to be really cool. You're going to come by, and there's going to be sort of like a hang, a chat with uh, Brent, uh, you know, step and repeat, take pictures, do the whole deal, check out some of the tech at Worldwide Stereo. And then we're going to have Brent get something that will really – exploit this theater so 
we're thinking anything that he likes in the Marvel range or in the, you know, in the, or maybe something like Fury, you know, the, the tank movie, something where yeah. you really get a feel and just tear it up and watch that. But it's going to be a really cool hang. Deadline to enter is on uh, Sunday the 17th. They're going to pick five winners from this. So do that. And then don't forget, listen, before all that, we're headed to uh, Florida uh, for spring training, Clearwater. Yes. And I want to thank once again our sponsor, Comcast, uh, for getting Woo! on board and uh, helping us out with that, which is wonderful. So we'll be leaving one week from today after the show and uh, bringing you a little taste of uh, what to expect from the season, meeting with the guys, and it uh, should be a good time. Right? I hope that we we did last year. We saw so many people down there from the area, yeah. people who are down there just taking a trip, and then people who are transplants who are down there now uh, permanently. We'll be, it was great. We'll be broadcasting right next to Frenchie's. The, the yeah. Tiki Bar will be right there. So if you've been in the ballpark, you know where that is. Come out. As soon as you come in, come and see us because we'll be at the the butt, the ass end of our show. They always put us in the ass. And you can come by and uh, say hello and we'd love to see you. So that's coming up a week from uh, tomorrow. Let's do the B5. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-service cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. It's Robbins Delaware Diamonds. If you are going to try something out from Fifty Shades of Grey, you should probably do it in your house, not in your car. And you should be careful as well. A woman parked near a beach in the Canary Islands was spotted by a tourist with her hands tied to the steering wheel and packing tape around her neck. Mm. Police were summoned. How romantic. But she admitted that it was just a fantasy game that got out of hand. Mm. And she had nearly strangled herself in the process of imitating the movie. Officers had to use a knife to cut her restraints. And an ambulance ended up taking her to the hospital. So, uh, so I saw the first movie. I don't remember that scene. No. Taking I, place in a Prius. That's what they are saying. You probably yeah. should have done it inside yeah. instead of uh, in the car. Uh, several passengers aboard the Norwegian escape cruise ship were injured Sunday when what cruise officials described as a sudden extreme gust of wind made the ship uh, the ship list what? Uh, quite severely. Yeah. Wow. In a series of tweets, and I saw some of the video from this, Steve. Uh, in a series of tweets, Norwegian cruise officials said that the 20-deck ship suddenly tilted just before midnight Sunday under the force of an unexpected gale topping 100 knots or about 115 miles an hour. And, and it was enough to push the ship over to the side. Uh, fire rescue ambulances uh, responded Jeez. to the terminal after the ship arrived. Uh, the offshore incident happened as a strong weather front moved across the eastern seaboard of the U.S., generating a string of tornadoes across Georgia and Alabama. And uh, the ship had departed from New York hours earlier on Sunday. So years ago, I was on a cruise ship heading towards Bermuda. And uh, about three-quarters of the way through the trip, two two hurricanes crossed. And the ship was listing over because we had hung our coats. They had little pegs to hang your your coats. You know, it was still a little chilly as we're heading down to Bermuda. And I remember sitting in my bunk watching the coat almost touch the ceiling as we were tilting over. Wow. Uh, Scary but, as F. But, yeah, people were panicking on this, and uh, a few people were injured in the whole thing, so they had to uh, they had to be taken to the hospital. Uh, apparently, some people are offended by a raised ring finger, a billboard from the We the People, <laughs> is what it's called, uh, which advertised divorce services starting at $499, features a huge image of a hand wearing a wedding band with the index finger uh, extended upward. Uh, no, with the, with the ring finger. Uh, extended upwards with the words, I'm done. 
Uh, it was obviously a reference to an extended middle finger, and at least one local resident has complained about the billboard, when saying, we, uh, saying that it's disrespectful and makes light of a serious matter. When we were in elementary school and wanted to give the finger without getting in trouble, we would do the, the ring finger. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're sneaky, fact, but not that sneaky. There was an ad here locally that was like that several years sure, ago. Sure, and, yeah. and honestly, they look at all, they've got national press yeah. on this billboard, so despite the uh, complainers, they've really gotten their money's worth. Yeah, manager at the We The People Law office in Albany says otherwise the billboard has received mostly positive feedback from members of the community. Uh, this seems like something your mother would warn against you doing, but a boy in China actually got stuck on a toilet seat for about two hours after sitting there playing video games on his phone for too long. Uh, now, what I don't know is if he got stuck there because his legs lost circulation. Like pins and needles. Yeah, or if his butt actually got, got in stuck. there. Firefighters had to, it says they had to remove the toilet seat before carefully cutting apart the plastic, uh, cutting apart plastic to rescue the child. So I guess his his butt got down in there. Stand back, fellas. I got this. Uh, he got a few bruises, but otherwise was okay. <laughs> now, when I first read this, I thought it was an animal. Uh, but then afterwards, I realized it was not. A bobcat clearing snow from a footbridge. <laughs> <laughs> that is one industrious animal. Plunged through the floor of the crossing and crashed on top of a van. Driving below on Route 208 on Monday, leaving three people hurt. Uh, so it was, you know, one Tractor. of those little front-end yeah. excavating things. Uh, the work van was headed north on the highway when the Bobcat plow somehow dropped through the overpass. Uh, the front cab of the work van was badly damaged, with one side nearly entirely crushed, while the Bobcat was on its side. Uh, it's unclear how, how the approximately two-ton vehicle fell through the pedestrian bridge. Uh, and the bridge was uh, was apparently inspected in 2013 and slated for another check this year. Yeah, they usually hire bears to clear the snow. But yeah, you know, yeah. they're much larger. <laughs> yeah. One last story. Uh, for the second time in 12 years, the glory hole at Lake Bereza yeah. is spilling over. It's good news for the Bay Area's lakes and reservoirs, but bad news for one wayward duck. So, Oh, I saw this footage. The glory hole is basically a drain. Okay, but it's it's a large pipe that goes to the top of the water, and if the water level raises enough, then it spills into that hole. It operates similar to a bathtub drain, but instead the drain is at the uh, top instead of the bottom. And Tuesday morning, a video showing a lone duck slipping into the glory hole was posted to a community Facebook page, and the the people demanded to know what happened to the glory hole duck. Well, after weeks of heavy rain, all that water raised, that's what happened. Uh, the caption on the video reads, Duck took a wild ride but didn't make it uh, but did make it out of the other side. Uh, but a spokesperson for the Bureau of Reclamation, which owns the spillway, said there's no way someone would be able to tell if the duck survived from the vantage point, but things aren't looking good. Uh, they said the distance of the fall is about 18 stories. 18 stories for the darn for the plus duck. the intense water pressure probably killed the duck. However, I saw a follow-up story. That somebody saw the duck shoot out of the uh, wow. where of, out of the. Are you kidding? Outtake. Where, I thought wherever, there was no way. Wherever they saw the glory hole. They saw the duck come out of there. Uh, the caption. Uh, well, anyhow, I already said the caption. The hell is that? Uh, according to a 1997 Chronicle article written after a woman was sucked into the glory hole, the spillway dropped straight down more than 200 feet. 
and roots water down an eight-foot-wide pipe. That woman was killed in the accident. Should have been a duck. But they believe that the uh, the duck made it out of there. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Get ready because we'll have a lesson question. That is uh, something that's happened on the show at some point this morning that we'll ask about just to see if you were listening. Be very prized in association with that. We'll also get to the uh, trash and music news in just a moment. Stay with us. What are you doing here? The one thing we know how to do, MMR rocks. I don't see the lesson question. What is happening Nick here? Nick McElwain. You want to peel back the curtain on this? Yeah. I I think Mercury's in retrograde because what I do every day is I write the lesson questions down mm-hmm. and uh, I store them in an email. And then I send that email to Nick Murphy because he uses them as possible daily rushes. And then I send them, uh, we, we save that, give that to Steve. He can put together a promo, and then we actually, I email the actual question, the one that you use on the air, Preston, and uh, give that to Marissa mm-hmm. so she can write that down. I've hit send on the email. It was all intact, and it went into the ether and, and has completely disappeared. That's it go bye-bye? It went bye-bye. Hey, this morning I, we had the weirdest start to the show ever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The microphones wouldn't turn on. You need microphones uh, in broadcasting. I have a question. And the whole board shut off, and we had to start. We had to go to the other room and, and do part of our show from there. It's what? frustrating. Yeah. Uh, it just it just reappeared. Would you like me to ask the question? That yeah, I, okay. yeah. I would, that'll probably work out best. All right. Uh, and by the way, we are going to give away uh, The Office Season 3 on DVD. What's our question this morning, Nick? Okay. What did Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson put on the grill the last time Regis and Joy came over for dinner? All right. I like that one. Two one five two six three WMMR. What did Tom Hanks and Rita Williams? Wait, Wilson, Rita Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, put on the barbecue on the for uh, Regis and Joy. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. And while you're calling in, we will do the Hollywood trash. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood trash. This morning is brought to you by Monster Mania Con forty two, yeah. and that's happening tomorrow through the tenth. You want to come see Dolph Lundgren, Christina Ricci, Screams, Nev Campbell, Meatloaf, and more. I hate. No. Uh, tickets are available at the door. And for more info, I'm sorry, for more on the Gorin store, visit monstermania.net. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, believe it or not, sublevel pseudo porn star Farah Abraham landing a job working for Penthouse Magazine as a book critic. <laughs> Abraham says Penthouse has already sent her first book to review, as well as the crayons that go with it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale telling Hollywood Life she has no problem with the 20-year age difference between her and boyfriend SNL cast member Pete Davidson. Beckinsale says she finally realized the true meaning of happiness when she got beyond age and started focusing on penis size. Oh. <gasps> and finally, John Mayer reportedly tremendously upset over the impending marriage of former girlfriend Katy Perry to Orlando Bloom. Mayor says thinking of what he had with Perry has left him double depressed. All righty. Does someone know the answer? We'll find out shortly. Uh, the question that I have for you this morning is what did Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson put on the grill the last time that Regis and Joy came over for dinner? 215-263-WMMR is the number. Uh, let's go to the caller, Jay. Line 5. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Suck it, Pennsylvania. Oh my God. Suck it, wow. Pennsylvania. At first, I thought he said something else. Um, Jay, what is the answer we're looking for? Do you know? Kielbasa. 
No. Oh. No, not kielbasa. Incorrect. Uh, let me go to Bill. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Hey, Bill, are you there? Bill? Ooh, he's got an answer oh. up there that uh, actually looks oh, like it might be correct. Billy. Is your name Bill? This might be one of those things where they have a completely different name. Aloysius, can you hear me? Okay. Wow. Uh, then that's a no-go on that. That Mercury and retrograde thing is holding up. I yeah, think it you're started. Right. It started on the 5th, and it's uh, in Get retrograde. Get out of here. Seriously? Through, yeah, through March 28th, all month, pretty much. All right, here goes Bob. Hey, Bob. Yes. Hey, Bob, so what did uh, what did Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson serve? Well, because it's in my name, it was Shish Kebab. Shish Kebabs. Yay! Yay. Correct, Bob. Hang on a second. We're going to get your information, take care of you. Office Season 3 on DVD. Dunder Mifflin has relocated to Cozy TV. You can catch Michael, Dwight, Jim, Pam, and the rest of the office in a two-hour block every weeknight at 10 on Cozy TV. Broadcast Channel 10.2, Xfinity Channel 248, and Verizon Channel 460 in Philadelphia. Time to fire up the music. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Hi. This morning is brought to you by Dunkin'. You're in luck. Dunkin' has $2 menu. I'm sorry, not menu, medium. $2 medium iced Bam. coffee all day long, plus celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day throughout March with Dunkin's delicious Irish cream coffee. America runs on Dunkin', excludes cold brew. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Following reports earlier this week that confirmed some of the initial performers at Woodstock 50 hits Daily Double now claim that several other acts are also showing up for the festival, and one of those is... The Black Keys. Wow. We played brand new music from them this morning. A song called Low High. Really good tune. Uh, They've been on hiatus since 2015 when they completed the touring cycle for their 2014 album uh, Turn Blue. And they have not publicly indicated any plans yet for a return and have not played live for nearly four years. Except for a brief reunion in February of last year at a solo show by frontman Dan Arbach. Arbach has recorded several albums, either on his own label with his band The Arcs, in addition to producing other acts and overseeing his own label, Easy Eye Sound. Patrick Carney, meanwhile, has also produced several records, including his now fiance Michelle Branch's Hopeless Romantic. Now, a couple also had a baby last year, and Carney recently launched a new project called Sad Planets. But other acts reportedly performing at the Woodstock 50th anniversary concert, August 16th through the 18th, Include Imagine Dragons, Chance the Rapper, The Killers, Santana, Jay-Z, Miley Cyrus, and Halsey. So So Santana, the only one at the original. On that list, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much they're going to expand that and if they will bring back other acts, you know. Think Hendricks will come back or no? Uh, I don't know. You never know. But, I mean, The Who could. Yes. You know, they're touring. Absolutely. You never know. Sean on did Bowser die? I, I think Bowser died. Damn it. I may be wrong on that. I don't know. I might have to fact check on that. Uh, Dave Grohl. I love this. I love that this is happening. Dave has lent his famous rock throne to guitarist Matthew Ramsey of the country music act Old Dominion 
for Ramsey to use on tour. Ramsey had fallen off the stage during one of the band's gigs and is on crutches, but can still perform live thanks to having the throne this on is, the road with him. This is the, the piece of equipment du jour for people who get injured. Yep. It was lent, so he had it made first. Who did he lend it to initially? Axel Rose. Axel Rose. And I th- I'm not sure if Axel injured himself... Uh, on stage yes. during a during a concert or not? I think he was rushing to the uh, to the uh, the food table. The uh, oh, shut the up catering to the the buffet. Uh, it but, was taco night, man. <laughs> but if that's the case, I think that should be the requirement. If you're if you're going to be lent this, is yeah. that you actually get injured on stage because this other guy did. Yeah. Uh, so Ramsey said so many jokes were thrown around about using Dave Grohl's throne. Finally, we just decided to ask him and see what would happen. I'm sure Dave didn't know that when he created this thing that everyone would want to use it. But it has been an honor to sit on, and more importantly, is it's allowing us to keep the show on the road, and our fans are truly grateful, and we owe him big for that. It's called the Dave of Thrones, right? Uh, the I Dave know. of Thrones. That's hilarious. Well, listen, this eventually, this needs to be... Keep, it needs to keep being passed around, yeah. and it's eventually got to end up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, I, I, I still stand by my original request that somebody fashion a throne for you. Uh, I like think, drumsticks? I think stuff? it yeah. would be hilarious be if cool. people came in and you were sitting in a throne. That would be great. Wouldn't it be wild? Yeah. It would have to be on wheels. It had right? to have rollers. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm game. I'm definitely game. Game of Thrones. Uh, when Jonas Brothers dropped their hit comeback single called Sucker earlier this week, Portugal The Man gave it a listen, and they think that the song sounds an awful like, like awful lot like their 2017 smash, Feel It Still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had also, they had, um, uh, the band tweeted out, though, to be fair, though, the chorus of Feel It Still... Sounds very similar to Please Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes, which we respectfully cleared and thanked them for every ch- for every chance that we got, as does the Jonas Brothers uh, song as well. So they threw that out there, too. So that does that uh, preclude them not uh, seeking uh, I don't think they are going to say anything. I think they're just kind of pointing it out. All so, right. Yeah, we'll see. Shut up. Uh, how about this? Nikki Six has apologized for a story in the band's 2001 memoir, The Dirt, in which he describes a scene where he may have participated in a sexual assault during a party. In the story, recounted by Six to writer Neil Strauss, uh, he said that he pretty much raped an intoxicated woman after he had sex with her in a closet and then sent uh, Tommy Lee in to do the same. On Tuesday, he told Rolling Stone he didn't even actually recall the incident in question, claiming that the details in the book were possibly greatly embellished or made up. He said in a statement, the book was written... In 2000, during a really low point in my life, I had lost my sobriety and I was using drugs and alcohol to deal with a uh, disintegrating relationship, which I still to this day regret how I handled. I honestly don't recall a lot of the interviews with Neil. He added, I don't actually recall that story in the book uh, beyond reading it. I have no clue why it's in there other than I was out of my head and it's probably greatly embellished or I made it up. Those words were irresponsible on my part. I'm sorry. Uh, there is a lot of horrible behavior in the book. We all lived to regret a lot and learn from it. In the book, he said that he completely forgot about the encounter. So this is actually in the book part. He had forgotten about the encounter until the woman had called him the following morning and told him that she had been raped by a man as she hitchhiked home from the party. Uh, Six said in the book, at first I was relieved because I meant it meant I didn't rape her. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I pretty much had. 
I was in a zone, though, and in that zone, consequences did not exist. Besides, I was capable of sinking even lower than that. So it's a weird... It is very weird. Yeah. She doesn't... So she did, never said that he had done anything to her. Correct. He thinks he, in a booze-fueled stupor, might have. That he may have taken advantage of her or, yeah. Well, so, there's... there's. I, I mean, honestly, wow. I, I appreciate his... Um, Interest in correcting things, but there appears to be no indication there was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the show on Netflix is coming out March 22nd, by the way. You guys want some good news? Yeah. Yes. Bowser from Shauna is still alive. Yay! He's alive! I he was dead. So did I. Wow. 71, active in politics, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if he'll be at Woodstock 50, but... John Bowser Bellman is still alive. Thank wow. God, because he had been swimming in a reservoir, and he got shot down a glory hole. Oh, my God. No. And, and he said it was a duck that pointed him the way out. What type of politics? Is he a... Uh... National politics for the Democratic Party. So he, he campaigned for Hillary Clinton and, and Barack Obama in 2008. But, but he doesn't hold office himself. He does not. No. Okay. He's done. He's, huh. he's le- legit done cold calls. For uh, the de- uh, Democratic... this is Bowser. Remember, he kind of talked like that. Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last story. Limp Biscuit played a special $3 show at the Troubadour Nightclub in Los Angeles on Tuesday night after announcing what was billed as an original lineup gig last week. Not only did the show feature the band's original configuration, uh, but some of the high-profile guests in attendance included Marilyn Manson, Billy Corgan, and Machine Gun Kelly. And is some, of them, some of them got up and performed with them, too, yeah. $3? Uh, so they upped the price a buck. Well, no, that comes from a the reason that is it was for $3. Uh, I think there was, uh, yeah, 1997, they had an album called $3 Bill, you uh, There you go. So that's where that, that price came from. It was to celebrate the news that Bowser is alive. Uh, but they broke out all kinds of tracks of from from themselves, along with the cover of Nirvana's Heart Shaped Box, on which Manson, Marilyn Manson, got up and joined them. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly also helped lead a rendition of The Who's My Generation, while the band also performed a medley of songs by Journey, Green Day, Pantera, and Metallica. That's really eclectic. It sure is. Okay, Machine Gun Kelly... Hip hop artist or what? I don't know. Rapper, 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 but he is. He does do a little bit of rock. He's, okay. he's it, what he basically is is a lifestyle entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. All right. Anyhow, and uh, that's what I got for him. Is it news this morning? Let's take one last break. Come back in a second. Get ready to wrap this thing up. You're going to need that letter that yeah. Pierre will have for you when we return. So make sure that you stay with us. We'll be our guy. The MMR mobile app. Use it to grab the MMR live stream and MMR audio on demand, including the Preston and Steve podcast. Bring up the live studio webcam, too. The MMR app is Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, and it's free. That's a great band, man. The Revivalist. You know Change. what I... 93.3 WMMR. What's up? You know what I hear in that song, and I think you're going to agree? Hmm. Ambrosia. <laughs> right? I'm hearing that in almost everything. Everything today. now. Yeah. Or, well... I was going to play something else, but what? yeah, pull up Ambrosia Case, because there's... That's how much I feel. The only other, the only other readily available music I had was Sha Na Na. Yes. It was ready to go. <laughs> it was get a job, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was Sha Na Na or not, but uh, yes, Ambrosia was a big part of today's discussions on the Preston and Steve show. If you've missed that part of it, make sure you tune in to our, uh, check out our... 
uh, our podcast, uh, or of course the fun size. You never know; that might end up as a fun size segment. Uh, it's certainly my favorite segment of the day. Yeah, so you can uh, you can find just a little little chunk of the show if you don't want to listen to the entire program. You don't have time to, or maybe you just missed part of the program. You can check out our fun size podcast through WMMR.com, and uh, it's very easy to consume. Maybe you're just a, like a wealthy businessman who doesn't have time for the full yeah. multi-hour podcast. But other than that, yeah, we've got the, we got the full show, or at least the majority of the show, uh, yeah. put up for a podcast every single day. We put all that crap up for free, too. Yeah, And, uh, and it's all keto, too. And the Bizarre Files, too. All keto. Yeah. No yeah. carbs, <laughs> yeah. nothing. Not one. All keto. Not yep. one carb. Yep. And you can uh, listen to us via, uh, via uh, your electronic Amazon, equipment. Amazon Echo. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was going to be more specific oh. than electronic equipment uh just say open wmmr and you'll be good to go Uh, or open the bizarre files what's that healthy listening healthy listening all the way around (laughs) better listening through ears (laughs) (laughs) i like it thank you to Brittany taylor for being on our show so cool to see her doing so well barry cavallari is the name of the show season two new episode is sunday night 10 p.m on e you never know kathy might end up on the show she's going to national. <laughs> it's quite possible you could end up on an episode kathy no suck up to him big time we want to get some uh some celeb power from i'm Nashville. gonna stop by the stuff looks cute and thank you super cute guys they are they ask me my opinion yeah please and also thanks to uh dr mike for popping on obviously we had to talk about alex trebek and his diagnosis his, his announcement of uh stage four pancreatic cancer and uh, Mike was just bringing this up to speed on some of the the questions and, and answers about pet pancreatic cancer. Uh, so appreciate it whenever uh, Doctor Mike can get on. Um, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Why, hi there. How you doing? Oh, fine. Nice. We um, came by last night um, and uh, we unveiled a new um, uh, frame. A uh, unveiling of Brent Porsche's frame. I it saw it. So cool. It's really you know good. It's probably the best one out of all yeah. of them that are here. And but what Pierre's referring to are in the hallways here at MMR. We have frames uh, that have photographs of each full time and part time members of the staff, and just uh, some little segments of their their years in radio and their life. And uh, Brent's has got some great stuff in it. Great stuff. Chris, him and Chris Cornell, him and uh, um, Slash, and, and a bunch of other Ambrosia. Great ones. So, yeah, and Ambrosia. Ambrosia, the Ambrosia well. is the centerpiece. <laughs> Brent's one of the backup singers. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> no. No, that he was known as Brent Brosia. Yeah. Brent Brosia. Brent Brosia. I heard you were wearing footy pajamas, Pierre. <laughs> no, I was. Well, Brent um, for Christmas gave me Star Trek pajamas uh, in the Captain Kirk gold Star Trek, as opposed to the Mister Spock powder blue Star yes. Trek. Mm-hmm. And they have feet about uh, size fifteen, uh, and and so um, I I I got in the car and drove here in them. Had I been pulled over. Please step out of the car, sir. It would have been an embarrassing moment, but I um and I plopped in with my giant feet. We have the weirdest infant you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our great uh, framer Gail Fogel from Original Images uh, of their website originalimages.net, by the way, uh, came in and she had just completed the frame, and so we snuck in. Bam Bam was in on it. Brent didn't know that we were coming, and in my Star Trek costume that he gave me, we came in and unveiled his new frame. Uh, and I, um, each full time person has a frame, and I and they get it instantly as soon as they get here. And he'd been here two years, so it was about time he got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'm um, one. Are there any? 
anybody due for upgrades? Well, yes, we you are guys are. Big time. Yeah, I, yeah. and apologies on that. Um, but uh, well, the company's having a hard time making ends meet. They don't have a lot of dough right now, particularly from this station. So it's been hard to get the budget together to get a few more pictures inserted in. But when we and when we do a little bit better, so that would be, you know, if you guys could just do a little bit better. We'll try. Um, we'll have a little more dough, and we'll get your frame done in no time. Good motivation to perform. Right. Did you hear our discussion earlier this morning about MMR, the movie? Um, I missed it. was it. early. It was early. So um, James, are you I was here until one thirty in the morning. You right. ended up with some very good casting options. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, everything right. from so Peter let, Dinklage to let you uh, see the list. Yeah, um, um, but to like Brad Pitt. Oh, we're not kidding. Chris Hemsworth or Brad Pitt for me. Okay, which one? Uh, Brad Pitt is what. The, the, well, yeah, yeah. You All got right. Brad Somebody, Pitt. Yeah, who who had said Brad Pitt? Marissa did. Yeah, thank for you. you. Thank yeah. you, Marissa. I thank said Den- I said Dennis Quaid. Oh, Dennis Quaid would be good. Or yeah. another good one was Jeff Bridges. And a really good suggestion, I thought, online was Aaron Eckhart. I yeah. hadn't considered him. I don't know who he you is. Would, you, if you saw him, he's been in lots of stuff. Okay. But I think he's, I think he could pull He facially does look a bit like you. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. Nick uh, Peter Dinklage a was a long shot, and Idris Alba ended up as a potential. Maybe Hugh Jackman. <laughs> here, take a look. This is, uh, here's, here's, no, uh, on Nick's uh, monitor, that's Aaron Eckhart. Oh. Um, that was a handsome fella. Hey, slap a beard on that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Handsome fella. There were also right. people who suggested uh, Jared Leto for you. And, Ooh, I, like uh, I heard another good one, which was Russell Brand. Uh, Russell I like Brand. That. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So like a lot that. of... The, it was a really fun conversation. Russell Simmons. I am... Um, I am... Uh, I... <laughs> so there. Other Russells. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. I When I wear my little workout wear thing. Sure. You know, Russell the love muscle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, I want to hear that segment. Okay, yes. so I'm going to podcast your lyrics. All there right, you, go. Yeah. you know how to do that. Straight up, sports up. That's Dude. right, man. Straight stunting. Uh, <laughs> we should do the letter of the day. You ready? Yo ho! All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter T is in Tilly. All right, that's a T, and we got one more to go, which we're going to get to you tomorrow, and the prize is from Hyundai City in Burlington, New Jersey. It's a two-day, two-night golf package at Killington Resort in Vermont. Uh, the March Mayhem deals at Hyundai City are scoring big, so shop them all at HyundaiCity.com. We give that away tomorrow. That's cool. Uh, what's in store for today, sir? Well, we're going to celebrate some of the uh, shows coming our way uh, and going on sale tomorrow, like Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. So each will get a block and uh, a big show with uh, Slipknot. I think they're calling it the Knot Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get um, one of the great bands on there is Volbeat. We're going to mm-hmm. get them on in a workforce block and another pair of tickets for the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher also going on sale tomorrow for one of their summer visits. So lots of stuff. Excellent. Uh, thanks to the sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show. We've been brought to you today by the American Red Cross and the Red Cross Ball. Uh, it's going to be March 30th at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, tickets and information at redcross.org slash Philly. Also brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? That's frenchcreekoutfitters.com, by the way. And also, Fred Beans. Shopping pre-owned is better at Fred Beans. Go to fredbeansused.com to find a better pre-owned vehicle. Uh, tomorrow, wrapping up the week, we have some uh, friends stopping by. Comedian Joe Machi will be in studio. Uh, we will have, this is pretty cool, 
Maury's Pier in yeah. Wildwood. We have the Jack Maury stopping on. by tomorrow morning. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. That That's legendary cool. Uh, amusement park. How old is that dude? We'll have the man. Uh, you know what? I, don't that know. Old? I think he's 60s. Yeah, he's he's um not the Maury that started it, but yeah. the Maury that continued on it. Okay, so he'll be in tomorrow. And our good friend Robert Irvine is in town. Oh, so awesome. The chef will be stopping in tomorrow morning. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow again. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I literally just saw the greatest Marvel movie ever been made. And it sucks for all of you because you got to wait till Friday to see it. Ah! Next message. Oh, my gosh. When you all cast Adrian Brody as Jackie Van Dam at the same time, I lost it. You guys are so stinking funny. I love your show. Keep it up. Next message. Hey, guys. I have one little complaint. Why don't you ever do the great movie viewing here in Jersey? Yes, Jersey. You have both the fans over here. Take care of us. Thank you. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>